Welcome to Sack Up! Right, all the NSA criticism stuff, so people are like, You're watching me, the NSA's gonna get that video, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Tennessee, the saxophone is a great instrument. Mr. Clinton is my present forever. It is very America. It's just like Chris Kyle! Chris Kyle! Sack up, sack up, sack up! I am Steve and with me here today. Madison Waldo! Kenneth Zoo! Sack up, nerds! Welcome to Sack Up! I'm Steve. I'm Addison. And I'm Ken. And coming off of our powerful new intro. So good. Oh man. I worked on that last week and I'm pretty happy with it personally. I think it's I think it's super epic. So, how's it going? What you got? Did you guys see or read or watch anything interesting this week? Or almost all of House of Cards in one day. Oh my god. So lucky. What do you think of it so far? I'm only on the first episode. I finished the first episode last night. So It's good. I, you know, my favorite character in that show is Doug Stamper. I like, first of all, the actor was in Generation Kill and I really like that show. Mm-hmm. So natural affinity, but he's just so sad now. <laughs> like, well, spoilers, because if well, you haven't watched it all. Yeah. He, well, shit happens and he gets fucked up and then he gets double fucked up because he has prior issues that, you know become yeah. big again but it just i don't know he's the, he's the person where if i was gonna work in washington i would be that guy i would i would attach myself to some power hungry mad politician and do all of his wet work for him yeah <laughs> and it would be the best job he's a really interesting character because he's super just like he's like a secret service agent basically or not a secret service, but like a cia agent just like black ops for Frank. And that's Underwood. the thing is, I and I never understood. I mean, I don't. I haven't watched season one and two since I finished them. You know, like last summer or whatever. But I don't understand why he is who he is. Like they don't give you any background for him. Like why is he yeah, like Frank Underwood? No, yeah. Why is he like willing to do all this crazy shit for this guy? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's good though. It's I'm not. I'm like halfway through the third to last episode right now, and shit's getting crazy. Me and I are gonna binge watch the fuck out of that tonight for sure. When I get home, I'm really excited. I'm we, glad their episodes are so long too. It's like an hour per. Yeah, they're put. They were like 53 minutes before, and now they're like 58. No, they're still still around that. There's only there's only one episode this season that's less than 53 minutes. And it's like 48 or something. I don't know why I did that, but yeah, it's good. 
Yeah, it's. Good I've been waiting for a while. Kimmy and I just finished watching episodes one and or seasons one and two. Uh, she kind of was like watching it more than she just like been binge watched it at work because at work. Yeah, because I I mean I we didn't have as much enough time to watch it at home together. I've seen it already. No, it's more it's more the she, it's more the premise that she gets to watch TV at work. Yeah, she throws stuff on in the background while she's working. So I do that too. Yeah. YouTube, our podcasts. Exactly. You don't get that. Luxury apparently can. No, I put you I have, salt I have to focus on working, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I focus on All working those too. numbers. I just need to have noise that isn't people talking about fucking soccer scores and shit in the background. All the people in your in your work. No, because they're just... all from like overseas and no, just like oh football. That's the thing is, well, no, it's a defense company. There's no overseas allowed there. <laughs> uh, that's one of the reasons why I've always wanted to work in defense because it's a low. Low competition environment. Yeah. As far as those people are concerned, you just happen to be like working with a bunch of football jobs. Well, it's not even a bunch of them. It's one guy. Who, football. Like, I don't know what his actual job is. Like he, he's the football. He's the football man. guy. Yeah. He talks about football. He's the, in the noise office, in the background. I, I hired him. For he's it. the water cooler bro. I've never yeah. seen him actually do work. Like he got hired for our ATIP project, but I have never seen him at his computer. The only times I've ever seen him. Away from like he's been away from his desk and he's been talking to people about about soccer and it's like, do you have any respect for the fact that you're getting paid to do a fucking job like football? I get no. paid to do a job and I do not do that job most of the time I'm at work. So I just watch live music play and talk to random people at work about their lives. Yeah, so. but you're also if someone's like I, I need a drink or whatever, then you're gonna get them that drink. I've never sure. seen anyone come up to him and be like, hey. Where's that code? And then he's like, oh, yeah. That's he's, done. Don't worry about it. It's never happened. So about that football. <laughs> yeah, he's like, go to your desk and do your fucking job. <laughs> yeah, I, I, maybe he's just literally the dude that they hired to, like, to keep people from being bored. Like, I'll do that job. <laughs> I'll go You around. hate people. Yes, but if I'm getting, but that's, <laughs> that's essentially getting paid to do nothing. It's a non-entity that's job. That's true. I'm totally okay Those getting paid Those are the best jobs. That. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a weird, weird people. What about you, Ken? Any any interesting media you consumed this week? You watched anything cool, or did you just eat a lot of expensive dinners? No, no. Uh, I didn't really watch anything from working except for that one night. Yeah, I went out to Mastro's like Ocean Club up in Scottsdale. God. Had a seafood tower. This thing had like six lobsters, you know, like ten tiger shrimp, crawfish. King Crab Claws. How that was the, that. Was I'm the pretty appetizer. sure after that you never get to complain about your job again. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's it's a fever dream if people at my work are like, "Hey, let's go to dinner to like Taco Bell." You know, <laughs> <laughs> there's none of this fucking like two hundred fifty dollars. Well, the thing is, is like if they do this shit because they know that we're freaking working overtime, and then to be honest, it's like, "Hey, let's keep spirits high." Otherwise, everyone working here is just gonna revolt and quit. So. That's wow. not surprising. That's and and to be honest, anyways. I probably would have preferred not going. I mean, so since, because hard. because I went, yeah, I made sure I char- I got the most expensive thing possible just to make it, you know, so it was worth it. Just to make them pay, literally. I don't know really get paid, but it's like, well, I'm going to go here, fine. But the thing is, we worked till 8, 8 at 8.30. I didn't get home until midnight. I would have I much. I would have gone, ordered, and been like, bye guys, and then taken my yeah. food home. Can't do that, though. So I'm much Can't more- do that. Very easy. No, Can't do that and get fired. Social yeah. decorum that must be observed. You have to social sit it decorum. Out. I'm sorry, I don't want to go home at midnight to my wife. Yeah, I know. That's so. That was my choice: was either eat or eat and just 
that's well, I didn't have a choice. I had to go. So yeah, I'm gonna finagle it somehow. How much was your was your bill this time? I don't know. Personally? Like my steak. Last time it was three hundred. I had a. I think it was two fifty. But I had a. How much was your steak? Well, so the steak this time I had was a bone-in center cut ribeye that was twenty six ounces, and that was fifty eight dollars. That's the size of a face. Yeah, a human. It was, head. it was bone in though, so I think when you take the bone out, it's probably closer to like sixteen ounces. Still, a sixteen ounce steak, you go to fucking uh, like uh, Longhorns, and that's fucking forty dollars. So this was fifty fifty eight dollars. The Man. seafood tower, I think, was five hundred dollars. Split among well, eight what? people. <laughs> we had freaking it's, eight, it's eight like, lobsters it's in there. Tower. Yeah, I there's know. eight lobsters but in there. Jesus, eight lobsters. $500. There's Dungeness crab, king claw crab legs, snow crab legs, fish. mud crab. See, it would have been a lot better if you had, if that dinner had come to you from a non-landlocked state, though, I bet. Like, if they you ship, they ship, so they airship all their from stuff. Texas or from Texas Well, from, I think, California, or, okay. like, Michigan. Them boxes were for Maine, so, Maine. they air, they fly, uh, every morning, I guess, they, they buy the seafood at the coast, and then they airship it in. Oh my so it's God. fresh. So that yeah. no wonder it's so fucking expensive. Yeah. So it's that's it's, why it says market price next to the. It's next fresh. To the so it's fresh at least for the. I mean, it's not. It's a probably you know once in the night. It's like a day old by then. But it's you know that's as, as fresh as you can get. get. Yeah, in Arizona. Yeah, fresh as fresh as you're gonna get. Sands like being at the beach to catch it. <laughs> yeah. So that was five hundred dollars split <laughs> among eight people. So you take my share of that, and then I guess that's only like it's like fifty something. Yeah. yeah. Then each side was like about twenty five dollars, but you shared among the table. And you had like it was like lobster mashed potatoes, like mac and cheese with like with lobster with crab in it. There was lobster like steak. mushrooms. Oh my god! Asparagus. Kobe, Kobe beef that was only ever fed they, lobster. No, so I didn't. Oh. I didn't choose this, but they had an option: eight ounces from like wa like wabu fed or it was like wabu beef, and I guess it's. It's kind of like how Kobe is a certain type of special beef that you feed in certain areas. This was from one was from Australia. It was for eight ounces, one hundred twenty dollars. Oh yeah. And then they also had like wab. It's like wagyu or wabu, something like that, fed and like from Asia, and that was like one hundred fifty dollars for eight, for like ten ounces. Well, they had to get like a Concorde to fly it over yeah, here seriously. at six a.m. <laughs> but supersonic speeds. They hired an, like an F twenty two. The last Concorde. <laughs> so if you had all those sides in, and then like I had. This rum butter cake with ice cream on top. Oh, oh god! Shit, I'm pretty sure good. that was the like. I'm pretty sure I have diabetes now, and I delicious. probably would have done it again. Delicious. I never diabetes. get dessert whenever I go anywhere. I, I never, I'm never full. I wasn't too full. That's I wasn't hungry enough to eat it. But to be honest, once again, it's like, well, fuck. If they, if I have to be, if I have to be here, then might as well just go all out. And so I got the rum cake was like twenty dollars. So plus the each scoop of ice cream was like four dollars. It made out of like the milk of virgins. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just made out of hey, these people have lots of money, so let's just charge whatever they want, and people oh, will man. pay. So I think when you total all that up, and I didn't drink any alcohol, so the, oh yeah, God forbid the wine. The wine drinks. was flowing, so Jesus. the bottles of wine we were drinking were like I didn't drink any, but my coworkers were like, like, holy shit, that was good shit. And I was like, all right. I can't tell. The all wine tastes wines. the same. Yeah, it's it's I can't either, Sour but grape juice. I guess the ones he was drinking were like really good quality. So, well, yeah. So that was that was my, my nightly adventure. That was nice. New job. It's my new Take job. Take us all out to <laughs> yeah. Epic Crab shack, shack of Scottsdale. It was. I mean, so obviously it was awesome. But other than that, I literally just worked all day. So that part wasn't awesome. Yeah, that's that's gotta be rough. 
but then uh but all that delicious food too that's <laughs> what choice would food you and make, money Steve? food and money yeah but if you think about my per hour rate is probably not even that high like once you take once you adjust for the amount of time i actually work well it's a, but you have to do it over a year yeah right? that's true so it probably i still work out. i still work not even with my time off i still work more than like the standard 2000 hours a normal person well, but you also stand to gain a lot more just through time. A lot of yeah. companies don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> no company I ever work at will just be like, okay, so you start here and you make like 50 grand, and then if you just stay here for five years, you'll make 90. You know? <laughs> you got to script and say, yeah, but yeah, you, if you're going to, if you get yeah, your job at that's, Amazon, that's, then... that's because. You these, have to be willing to change. Well, you got to be willing to well, move you jobs. Well, you got to be willing to move jobs. And also, I don't. I don't think they realize how cheap it is to live in Arizona. Like ninety k here is like two hundred and fifty grand in California or something. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. I'm just saying it's it's gonna to, for me to get to ninety grand would probably take me like six years. So you did that what in four three? So I've worked three and a half. There you go. Have you gotten the job? Yet. Yeah, but if yeah. you do, so that's not. Yeah. I mean, you could have started at ninety two, right? If you had, if I'd actually like gone to Amazon, yeah. Well, they weren't here when I started working full time. They came, they set up like a year and a half after I started working where I work now. But I mean, even Amex is hiring right now, State Farm, and they're all like, I look at the LinkedIn like average salary and the Glassdoor and stuff, and it's like eighty five to ninety three. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm okay yeah, with. <laughs> I gotta get on my internships next year because I want to get into that boat. Sure. Well, even that, I was looking, and I, I don't know if this is true, because it's crazy if it is, but uh, someone put Amazon internship on LinkedIn, and the pay was seven grand a month. A month. For an internship? For an internship. Over the summer? I'll, yeah, I think it mm, is over the summer. I don't think they oh. do intern to full-time. That's $20,000 in a summer. Twenty-one. Well, yeah. Out of your mouth, or else you're not going to get the internet. That's true. That's fucking wild. Well, yeah. I'm where I'm interning at Amazon next year, guys. I'll <laughs> you see you later. Figure fucking cross. You better be ready. I'm gonna better learn work some, the some of that shit out scale. of three ten. Yes. So, um, so what about you, Steve? What you do this week? Well, I. So I, uh, I didn't get. We didn't really get to talk about it last week, but the. I watched some of the Oscar movies because the Oscars were last Sunday. And so um, Kimmy and I had watched a few of the Oscar winning movies. We watched Birdman and Foxcatcher. And then um, this week, just on my own, I watched American Sniper, finally, which we'll talk about because it's a super interesting movie. But Birdman was really good. I don't know if you guys have seen Birdman. That's the thing. I are going to see that. I saw the, the uh, like a trailer for it once. And then I haven't heard anything about it. Well, so it was like, it's like, like it wins an Oscar. It was like, like all of the Oscars. It was like it an so indie movie, Oscars. so I don't even think it was in theaters in Arizona for more than like a week. Yeah, so like it was it never... just an Oscar movie. It was a movie made Basically, to get an Oscar. They're in theater. They, re- I think the theaters have Birdman out now, but it was it like it aired in you know like the so Sunday, like, like the Sundance Festival, yeah, you know, yeah. and then because it got so much critical acclaim, you know, all the posh theaters and like new york and you know high class society got to see got showings but which is so weird for like a, a superhero movie well it's, it's so <laughs> kind it's of. only vaguely a superhero movie that's the great thing he about can fly it. he's got superhuman powers well, ergo. do you know that 
because I don't. I've seen the movie. So the trailers. The trailers. Show him flying, unless it's all a dream. Which well, would be is the it a dream? Stupidest ending uh, of all well, time. Well. That's the thing. So, like, one of the things is like the is. I mean, you, you can say it, like without really spoiling is that he has powers, but you don't know if he has powers or if he's just hallucinating because he's kind of crazy. So he'll do things like he'll point at an air conditioner and rip it off of the wall, and then someone walks into the room and he's just standing there in his underwear and he's destroyed his room. So you don't know if he has like actually has the powers but the whole thing so it's edited and i'm surprised that it didn't i think it won for cinematography which is good but i thought it would it would win for just general editing um but it's all one shot essentially the whole movie is is edited to be one shot and most of the actual takes were like 11 minute takes of just steady cam footage where there's a dude with a camera mounted on his shoulder and he's walking backwards <laughs> with the like in front of the actors as they're walking yeah. through hallways and talking and stuff like it is so interesting. The soundtrack is really good. All the acting is good. I don't know why Emma Stone got nominated for an Oscar for that role because she didn't really do anything except be mad at Michael Keaton the whole movie. I don't know if you saw like what's her face, um, the woman that wins it all the time because she's old and everyone. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep was nominated for her role in like the you know Disney Into the Woods, Into the Woods musical, which is a think. great a great movie and a great musical. I don't know if it was Oscar nomination. Well, or they... Meryl Streep did a great job, but it wasn't. She Oscar. got nominated because she's Meryl Streep. Old enough now that they're just she's getting like thrown lifetime. She's getting like a lifetime Oscar oh, yeah. award. It's now. like Neil Patrick Harris made a joke that he's like, "There's actually a California bylaw that says Meryl Streep must be nominated for an Oscar <laughs> once a year." But Basically, she, she's a really amazing actress. No, that's not. We're not saying she's not, but yeah. I'm just saying like I don't think she played anything this year she that deserved did. a nomination, that, but she got what, one anyways. Yeah, that's what I was gonna follow up with is that she's a really good actress, but and she was really good at Into the Woods, but that role didn't challenge her at all. Like it's not anything it's just Meryl Streep hasn't she done. Yeah, and she's like, I'd like some money, I'll do this. Yeah, and, and she and to to be fair, I mean, she did it very well. But again, it's like Meryl Streep for her to win an Oscar, I feel like now has to do something that pushes her to her limits, but Meryl Streep has no limits. So it's like, they just nominate her because she's so good. <laughs> she's Meryl Streep. She's so, so good. And I, maybe Emma Watson's the, or not Emma Watson, but Emma Stone. Maybe Emma Stone's the new Meryl Streep, but I have not necessarily seen that out of her yet. I don't know of any movie where she really seems to deserve an Oscar. Not that I know of. And much less any movie where she's been the main... There's like straight A's or whatever. Yeah. But every other movie I can remember her being in, she's in like an ancillary role. Yeah. And that's what she <laughs> was. This, she Super was, bad Spider-Man. Like, yeah. I don't know. She was nominated for supporting actress. <laughs> she uh, was in well, the Help. Well, so the, there you go. In the Help, she was the main character. Emma Stone was the main character in the Help? Yeah. The white the woman, is. the white person that owns all the slaves, was that Emma Stone? Pretty positive. That Maybe. Was. I think she got nominated for that, I think. Well, shit, let me She was like the Slave main Bone character. Like an Oscar nomination. Let's see. Yeah, she was literally the main character in, oh, in The Help. She, no way. That's Emma Stone right there. How did she not get nominated for that then? I don't know, but I'm just saying she has been in movies where she is the lead actress and has done a good job. Well, I've never heard of The Help, so that's... That's a really good movie. It was a good movie. About racism in the South. I didn't... I never realized that that was her, actually. I'm surprised she didn't get nominated for an Oscar for that. Because I don't remember her. Well, it probably depends on like when it came out in the year, right? Because it could have come out and then immediately been overshadowed by something else. Well, Well, that movie itself won an Oscar, I believe. So she might have been nominated. Well, I I think the reason why was because the main actress in that got nominated was Viola Davis, and I think. Yeah, I don't think they consider. I think they consider her the main actress, and maybe not Emma Stone. But she made a poop pie. Poop pie, baby. Pie. 
Well, now I'll never see this. Movie. You should. It is. It's really good, and it's like concerns like racism in the South. And no, stuff but I'm not like, interested in that. I don't care. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I thought it was wonderful. Movie. <laughs> but Emma Stone in the, in Birdman was just like, I hate you, Dad. You went around. Ugh, I did drugs because she's of you, a, Dad. She's a female Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hate awesome. you, Father. I did drugs because you went around. I hate <laughs> you, Father, so much, Dad. <laughs> Dad. <laughs> No, she was just really just like I'm a I'm a young girl and I'm mad because my daddy was really rich and made a lot of money but wasn't around and life was hard. I take that shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't know why they nominated her. She was good in it, but not Oscar worthy. Keaton totally Oscar worthy. Well, this is his first big movie in a long ass yeah. time. Too. Basically, since I feel like since Batman. Since Have you really not been... seen Mr. Mom? No. <laughs> okay, then you don't know what a fucking good movie. Is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, like it's Keaton was super bomb. Zach Galifianakis was in it. And he was really funny, um, and they they do this really interesting thing. So they edit it all together to look like one shot, but they call out all of the edits by using this this jazz drum uh, soundtrack that they have. There's like literally a dude who will just show up playing the drums in like the kitchen. So they'll like pan over and he'll be like, and then they just keep going, and that's how you know that they've done editing. So it's I don't know the whole thing is phenomenal. That just seems Edward Norton's too in it. Try hardy to me. It's not. It works. I don't care. I'm gonna see it this fucking works. You will see this movie. As you, well. There's no way for you to make me see this movie. We'll see. Yeah. I'll, I will. No. Have, I'll have soccer guy see it, and you'll hear about <laughs> it. <laughs> Hopefully, I won't be working there long enough to hear about it. So. <laughs> yeah. So that was really good. And then we also watched Foxcatcher, which was really boring. Um, what is that even about? I've Steve never Carell even... gone crazy. It's basically, okay, well, it's about John DuPont. Care, so, John DuPont, it was the heir, the heir to the DuPont estate. Um, and he's basically insanely rich. And, it, and it's a story about him in the 1980s, where he is this kind of super rich, spoiled man-child who's just, like, awkward and never had any friends growing up. Like, I guess, like, his mother paid the family chauffeur's son to be his friend. <laughs> like, he's just really Sounds awkward. Sounds like rich people. And he's like, he, like, he talks like this. He's like, I don't care for horse flesh, mother. Like that's literally one of his lines. I don't. So he decides that he Channing Tatum plays a wrestler at who won Olympic gold, but he lives in like a shithole eating ramen because America just doesn't take care of its athletes after they've won for America. They're like, okay, goodbye. Yeah, you've done your job. Yeah. Why should I care about you anymore? So John Dupont shows up and he's like, I want to put together a wrestling team and win Olympic gold, Channing Tatum. <laughs> and so like then they have like the so he brings him to his estate and has like his brand new wrestling gym built and he's like just this weird egotistical guy it's like a story about a dude who has a lot of money and kind of what you do when you you're raised with no you don't have to worry about anything you never have to work so he's like concerned about his legacy so this is like what he does but then he gets like real crazy and eventually like like anyone who knows the story of john dupont like it's an, it was an actual. Clearly, movie. everyone knows. Well, it was a real actual story that was like a big deal in the '80s. But basically, he coaches. He gets like sponsors this wrestling team, and Channing Tatum has a brother played by Mark Ruffalo, and they're like really co- close. But then they don't look anything alike. Well, they, didn't, they both had brown hair, and they were big wrestler guys. So it did was, it? Yep, it's Got done. It. So the way it ends is really interesting, but it's a super slow burn, and it's just awkward. It's just an awkward ass movie of him. There's like this scene where they win their first competition. And that's where the horse flesh thing comes in because he's like, everyone's like drinking champagne. He's like, 
something like Steve Carell, who looks exactly like John DuPont, does not look like Steve Carell, and is a really did a really good job in the role. He's just like, turn it off, I'm here, turn it off. It's like he's like, oh, there's all these horse like trophies on the wall. It's like all of these trophies, they don't mean anything. I never cared for horse flesh, mother. <laughs> and they just like, and they're all just like staring at him. He's like, take it away, take away the the, the trophy. I'm gonna put this here now. Then he starts like homoerotically wrestling all of the re- all the wrestlers on the team. It's just, it's. <laughs> <laughs> the face you're making is Adam is just so confused. That right is now. how I felt the whole movie. Adam is so confused right now. But it is <laughs> why is it okay? Why is it that to win an Oscar you have to? It's not even that wasn't even that good of a movie. Fucking like quality anymore. It's just like who can make the dumbest weird movie ever. Oscar time. No, I mean, yes. no. Steve Carell, you are explaining as an movie. actor... Foxcatcher Fox wasn't nominated for Best Movie. It was not. It was nominated... Steve, Steve, Steve Carell was nominated, actor, yeah, for Best and, Male Actor. And he didn't win. But the thing is, he did a really good job as an actor. Like, a very, very good job. Okay. So, I don't know if you would I'll like trust it. trust you. It wasn't on the Best Picture list, no. so... But he... But uh, it was an okay movie. And then we still, we still want to watch... I want to watch The Imitation Game and Theory of Everything and Boyhood. Boyhood just doesn't seem that appealing to me. Even though it basically was like Boyhood and Birdman. We're, we're, one, we're like one and two in the whole like Oscar race, I guess. Yeah. And uh, then I watched American Sniper. So we got pretty heated about American Sniper last weekend during the during episode eight. Yep. And we're on episode nine, by the way. We're on the cusp of that ridges. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we got we got pretty heated last weekend over that Salon article. So I did some. So I watched the movie, and I did some research uh, about Salon. So we all agree that the response to criticism of American Sniper, the negative response, is bad. And your guys' point last weekend was that that article was really shitty and not a good article, right? Not. I didn't think. I see what her arguments were, and I'm not saying that the article itself was shitty. I just don't like the way that. She incorporated American Sniper into it to prove yeah. a point that I don't think kind of she could have gotten by with just Clint Eastwood. But she she kind of yeah Sniper in by bringing American Sniper stage. in, she was pulling something that everyone that was a big major topic to get more views. I think, yeah. and it didn't need to be there. So like you, she could have had a completely her own piece in Salon that was like, I think that the you know GOP is. You know, overly aggressive, aggressive and, and they yeah. endorse people like Clint Eastwood. Exactly, yeah. that could have been like, it. But... Oh, no one's gonna read this. American Sniper, pepper salt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, so I agree with that. So I did a little research on Salon because I had found this article and it was it, to me it was really interesting read, but I don't I'm know much about Salon. And, and you, <laughs> you asked me what uh, Salon was, so I read it. It's basically a tabloid. Um, like the guy who actually runs it, it's like very. He said, he's like, we're basically a tabloid less, as much as we can be without being a yellow journalism they, website. They're basically, like, a very sensationalist. It's less a tabloid because they don't have, like, is God returning to the earth on the cover with, like, a, <laughs> with a the elephant man? Photoshop picture of the elephant man with wings and a halo. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But he it's is very, part of the... <laughs> it's, it's a place where you go when you want to read, like, the outrageous version of opinions for stuff. And yeah. It's attention-getting, you know? Yeah. And so... I, like, read a little bit about that. I saw the movie. So, having seen the movie, she kind of skips over, like, I think that the, like, I definitely think that what she's saying 
is a stretch. I think that the points she brings up in the article are good, but connecting it to American Sniper is a stretch because it is. Which was the whole argument. There's the whole argument in the last one, but I hadn't seen the movie, so it was hard yeah. for me to. to we hadn't read the article, so yeah. there's that. So I saw American Sniper. That movie is fucking good. It's a good it's movie. Really it's a great. It's a good, good movie, and. It is very America. It's just like Chris Kyle, Chris Kyle, and that's like, true. That, yeah, you can criticize the movie for not, you know, bringing up Chris Kyle's faults, right? Yeah. But, but I mean, damn, that movie was just like at the end of it, I was like America, <laughs> fuck yeah, like I was all into it by the end of it, and it is just like, I mean, probably one of the best depictions specifically of the Iraq War that I've ever seen, and it toes the line between action movie and like realistic war depiction very well. I feel like. Just, like, so many ba- badass scenes where, like, they're driving the Humvees with the Punisher symbol on them. And they just, they like, those guys pull up in, the in like, the Honda Civic. Like, they guys. With the RPG. They, yeah. And he just blows them away with the 50 cal. And then at the very end when he takes that two-mile shot and, like, kills that other guy. And then they're surrounded and just getting shot at. So, I actually, I actually like, I want to watch it again. It was that good. It was really cool. I am just glad that a movie finally put in the sick shit that the Taliban does to its own people. Yeah. Like, or or the Fetiyin or whoever, Islamists, it, you know, Muslim extremists. Because you'll never see an American power drilling a child's head to make, make prove a point. Yeah. Or for revenge. Which you didn't see in the movie. It was only implied. You, you did. You, the whole thing where he's on the roof and the sniper's pushing him down, and he, he like looks down and the guy's like, nee, nee, nee. Yeah. like you see the or there's just like that meat locker of dead bodies or yeah. whatever, and yeah. that guy's welcome like, to the Middle East, gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. So it was it was really interesting. It's a movie. Chris Chris Kyle, like I actually might end up reading his memoir because the thing is, is like the way that that Eastwood portrays him, I thought he portrayed him pretty well. He didn't show any of his faults, like we had talked right. about. But he is just like, man, he is the American hero. Just born and raised in Texas, rode cattle like, or was like a, was a rodeo professional, and then saw that the embassies in Kenya had been attacked and got real mad and joined the SEALs, and then like. Well, you also, like I said, he also had like no discernible skill other than he shot really well. Like, even, the the, the, the little little I know about him. They don't even show you the shoot really well thing until he's already in the military. Yeah. Well, (laughs) they show you that when he's. The little kid, kid, yeah. Yeah. In the very beginning, they have that scene where he. And he's like, your father's like, yo, you have a gift, son. But like you see, he was like almost thirty years old when he joined the SEALs. So yeah, he just been like a pretty, he'd been like a old, yeah. he'd been like a stable hand basically. Based on the movie, I don't I haven't read the movie, but based on that, I was like, this guy basically can't doesn't do anything. He has no use to society. And then he's like, oh, but I'm good at shooting things. And he's like, oh, America, there's <laughs> one place where I will find my home. Yeah, he just I mean, all of the scenes of him like sniping, doing all that stuff, in like the part where he decides that he's gonna go door to door with Marines. Because he's just like, fuck this, I can't help him. It's like, that's the stuff where I don't know if that's just making him look a lot better than no, he really is. But that shit happens. I think that's, yeah. It's not even just Chris Kyle that does that. Like, yeah. Yeah. if you're not... It also makes them... I guess I've always had this, like, idealized view of Marines in my mind. But once you see this... Look once you <laughs> Exactly. Once you watch this movie, you're like... You, okay, you want to see, like, a pretty realistic depiction of Marines, go watch Generation Kill. Like, yeah. that... It just makes them seem like... like I guess you always think, like, okay, Army, Navy, and the Marines are the ones, like, the first on the field, and they're, like, sort of, quote-unquote, like, they're not, like, elite, like, like the SEALs or the Rangers, but, like, you think they're, like, a higher level, but then you see them, they're basically just, like, they're basically the the things you throw away in the beginning as they just charge forward. Well, no, that's the thing, is the Marines Marines are America's shock troops. The thing is, they're very competent, like, you know, every Marine is a rifleman, 
Like, even the generals and the marines, and they're on the field, they've got a rifle, and they'll fucking shoot at people. <laughs> it's not like the army where they're like, oh, God, but they run away. But, <laughs> but you from the rear. <laughs> but you also get, like, just go watch Generation Kill. You'll understand what I mean. Like, you you can be very competent at that at the job of invasion and, like, assault. That doesn't mean that you're, like, smart or a good person. <laughs> or capable in any I, other way. Well, I, I think that's, ev- I mean, everyone. Any is job. that a documentary or is it a, like a Generation Kill TV is series. basically they made Band, of Brothers, Band right? of Brothers version of the invasion of Iraq, of First Marine Recon. Um, but there's, they had a reporter embedded with them who wrote a book, and then the book was turned into the, the series. But like, there's some crazy people. <laughs> like, just go watch it. It's really good. Oh, yeah. It's free on Amazon Prime Video if you have Prime. It was just funny because of, I don't know, you just see the seal come up and he's just, well, one soon he's like, you guys are doing this all stupid wrong. (laughs) Exactly, and that was the thing, that was one of the things I noticed is that, so, it's the disparity between the seals and the marines, like, you see just how, even in, like, the way that Chris Kyle was geared versus the way the marines were geared, he was wearing, like, a steel helmet with Kevlar padding, they just had, like, Kevlar helmets. Well, you understand that he's special forces, in being, like, the marines get nothing. Okay, yeah. the Humvees that the Marines drove to invade Iraq were the same Humvees that they drove in Desert Storm ten years earlier. Like, you as a Marine are you're given a rifle and some ammunition, and you're pointed in a direction, and you kill anything that's in your I guess way. that's just a different... Special Forces get the cool equipment with the, the helmet yeah, with the no ears and, the and all this stuff. shit. Yeah. yeah, it just, as I said, I just for some reason I just always had this kind of like idealized yeah. view of the Marines. And you like, think you of the Marines because they always say, like, the few the, the proud. proud yeah. they, and, like, I've talked to Marines and no more, known Marines are like, we're the most bad. Exactly. Like, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> of, of any of the enlisted personnel who are doing the fighting, like a marine will kick an army grunt's ass. Well, you know, obviously, if you're in the air force and you're an enlisted personnel, you're just like a wrench jockey kind of yeah. thing. But like the the marines, as far as I can tell, though, aside from some small like recon forces, I don't know that they have their own soft unit. Right? Yeah. You got the Navy SEALs, the Air Force's pararescue, the rangers. army has the Rangers and the Green Berets. I don't know who the Marines are, right? <laughs> you're just They're a Marine. Thing, you're just yeah. a Marine, yeah. yeah. You've got one, I guess. Yeah. But the Marines are also meant to be a self-contained force. Like, the Marine has jets and tanks and and uh, people, because they're meant to... You take one Marine battalion on a carrier and go somewhere, and they fuck shit up until the Army can bring all their tanks over, and there's an aircraft carrier just in the Air Force. The <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, I... the. The disparity between even just the training of the Marines versus the SEALs, like, he was up there, and he's just like, well, he's like, they're going to get killed. They don't know what they're doing. So he goes down, and he literally goes to the Marine leader, and he's like, listen, I know some shit. I'm SEAL. Let me show you how to do this. He's like, I'm going to make sure we all stay above ground, as he said. And I was like, how did the Marines not have that training? Like, that's Well, you got to understand, going, like, America's warfare prior to, like, Iraq and Afghanistan was big maneuver warfare, right? got huge units that are screening for each other and a thousand tanks going this way or whatever. We didn't have a lot of urban fighting training, yeah. right? You don't know how to storm a room because the assumption was you were out in the field shooting at a guy who's 200 meters also in the field who just has some cover. You're not like, I better check every corner in this room and know how to do this. That happened after, <laughs> which just kind of sucks. Like, yeah. halfway, like at the end of Afghanistan, right at the start of Iraq was when people were getting the training to do urban warfare stuff. Yeah. So I just... I don't know. It's it's weird to me that the SEALs got that training, but the Marines didn't. Well, because the SEALs are supposed to be able to do everything. Yeah. Air, sea, and land. (laughs) Yeah. They do it all. 
Yeah, so they were, so all that stuff was super badass. When he takes the bullet in the head, it bounces off his helmet. Like, that was so, like, all of that stuff was just really, really cool. It's a good movie. Yeah. And it did a great job, too, I thought, of highlighting the struggle that a lot of veterans face. Yeah. Like, coming home with the PTS with PTSD. He was not and, a good husband. You know, I mean, he I don't know. He wasn't, he wasn't. I mean. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, in his memoir, it probably says he was a shit husband. They, they showed it in the movie as he was a good person, but he was just distant when he was home. Right. Because he... Was he would be there and he had the thousand yard stare and he was hearing the fights and the explosions well, and the child getting drilled in the head again. But you gotta put that in the context of the whole movie. His whole thing is like, I know I'm very good at what I do. I know that when I'm, every time I snipe somebody, I'm saving a hundred lives. People are dying because I'm not there. Imagine you having that same experience. I wouldn't be sitting here like, okay, I'll go to the grocery store. And I'll clean some dishes. No, <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, fuck this. Let get me back out there so I can kill more bad guys, right? Yeah. It's, it isn't until he has that very profoundly negative experience. He's like, okay, I want to go home. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy my family because I could just die out of nowhere and I'd rather that didn't happen, you know? Was that the I mean, I remember it as being that he kills the enemy sniper and he finally is like, okay, now I can go home because I've caught this motherfucker. Like, I think a little bit of both. I think is he kind of completed his mission of killing that sniper because that sniper had killed a bunch of people on his team. Syrian. And then on top yeah. of that, like, I think when he got surrounded and He's being shot at left and right. And this was that was his, like, you know, fifth tour. He's like, all right, I'm ready to go home now. Yeah, he's like, I've done what I need to do. And Calls his wife on his special seal satellite phone <laughs> that he gets. So, and, like, the part... I do the same thing, too. I was fucking surrounded on a roof with a shamal coming, and they can't yeah. extract me. Like... The, uh, the part where he gets in that firefight when he's chasing the butcher, and, uh, and his wife is on the, other, on the other end of the line. That was fucking nuts. <laughs> so... And this, all that stuff, the way that he comes home and then starts working with the VA to help other veterans, and then how he unfortunately dies, which that, uh, those people... The, Spoiler alert. Well. Everyone knows he's dead. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> the um, trial for that guy is still going no, on it's right done. now. No, they, they convicted, convicted him. him. They did? Yeah. yeah. Oh, last, last Double homicide. Life in prison, no parole. That's insane to me. But, uh, what, that he's getting life in prison, or that he's Kinda, a double yeah. homicide? Both. He's crazy. He's got fucking PTSD. You put him in an institution, you don't put him in a fucking jail. Well, he's, he's a trained... schizophrenic before that. But they... oh, well, okay, great. Well, his, his lawyer was but trying to argue insanity. Yeah. Well, that was his plea. Or not his plea, but that was his play. The lawyer was like, my, my client's insane. And I think they, they were like, he killed Chris Kyle. So he's <laughs> That's the thing. That's just such like a profound <laughs> misunderstanding of... The real it... question is, how does someone schizophrenia get into the military? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> there, the meta, there are medical standards for getting into the military. Like, before you go in, you have to go through MEPS, which is this big making sure you're okay mentally, physically, yeah. to, like, to perform. Right around the time of 9-11, those standards dropped to zero. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there, there was judges who were telling people, you can either join the military or you can go to jail. Right? Or you can... You know, you could. You basically walked up to a recruiter's office and were like, "Come on, let's yeah. go get to, get on the plane. You know, yeah, we'll get this figured out later." Yeah. Now, like, you know, I've always considered joining the military, but I can't because I've had treatment for depression. And and in two thousand and one, that wouldn't have mattered. I wouldn't have been old enough, anyways. But yeah. I could have gone in and it would have been Edison fine. Waldo, now, fourteen like, years old in the military. Yeah. Eleven, sir. But <laughs> nowadays, <Hey, Walsh. laughs> nowadays, if you have even the slightest speck of anything wrong with you, they're like fuck you, no, you can't join the military. <laughs> like, I mean, they, they jacked. It was because of suicide yeah. rates were like skyrocketing. 
during the war. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, well, why is this happening? Oh, we just let in like 100,000 people with serious mental defects who can't handle war. (laughs) And they also, and also, I I think war is fucking terrible, and the VA did not do a lot. Well, we're already seeing right now that the VA is not doing a lot to fucking help you. Even here. Phoenix VA is like on the in the. It's like the worst one. Yeah. yeah, it's like one of the worst ones. I'll never here. understand this state. We're like the the most Republican motherfuckers in the in the lower forty eight, <laughs> but like have no Republican qualities to our state whatsoever. We don't take care of veterans. We're shit for business. Like yeah. <laughs> we just seem it's, to want to do everything just, wrong over and just, over again. Yeah, it's so weird because our state is run is. It's totally run by Republicans. I feel like the main interest in our state is actually pretty liberal. Like, just because we have so many people from Chicago and California coming in. So, like, a lot of the voters are, like, tend to be really, like, Democratic. But it's just the key people, because they're just incumbents, are all, like, really Republican. And we just don't do, I don't know, we just do random shit where, like, you, they're, they're not really Republican, but they're not really liberal. And we're just kind of like, eh, Arizona, we hate education. Did you see <laughs> that our new Governor Ducey is going to reduce funding to ASU by $75 million? Yeah. Well, uh, that's the per, per, in per direct tuition, that I, was in the direct contravention to the fucking Arizona Constitution. That was that was the main reason why I actually I really do this, but I actually voted for that like the governor race. I actually put a ballot through, and the the primary reason I voted it like not for Ducey, and I actually liked a lot of the economic stuff he was saying was because he wanted to cut education Funny. again. They always do. I don't get it. I don't. We, I just never understand why they want to. Cut I don't know why they're education. so. Yeah, I've never understood why they would go. They would go after education so far. Sorry, that should be the number one priority. I don't Let's really educate your citizens. I don't like Crow that or President Crow. He's the president of I ASU. I don't Crow. like Crow all that much. But to be honest, he had a statement, and he's just like the studies, studies upon studies upon studies upon studies show that the best way to improve an economy in a, in an area, you know. Particularly, like, education. every state is by having a strong university. It's like, every major, like, metrop- uh, metropolitan area has an extremely strong university next to you because basically you are training and funding people to come out of school. Then they go into, and it goes into your workforce people. to help you out. He's like, name every major city. There's going to be a, a, a top tier university like a in there. Research university yeah. or something. Like... Any, any major city. So, and it's like, so I don't understand. He's like, we just don't understand why. They're well, and, that's, and in the Arizona Constitution, it can't do that. Well, because it's not that it's higher not, education is supposed to be as free as possible. What's well, tied to a percentage of income, and it's all pretty low. It, like it, tuition fine, can't be I'm above. Sure. No, no, no. I know. I'm saying you're right. It's like tuition can't be above like five percent of the medium income or something like that. That's Which like what the rule is. Like Forty. Grand. Yeah, it's yeah. low. It's low. So, but they get around it by putting those fees on there. So. Well, and the politicians. I, I feel like every new governor that comes in just looks at like ASU and sees a big piggy bank that they can smash to try because what is he what is he using that money for why is he taking 75 million dollars away from the biggest university in the fucking state is it just ASU or is it U of A there's there's he's taking money away from everyone we're getting the most taken away like but it doesn't make sense to me they already did that what did you do it for in the first fucking place are we running a huge deficit right now like i don't understand that i think we are i think i think everyone's running a deficit but well we need to lower tax rates and get some fucking business in here i mean apple's putting two billion dollars in to build a new facility here for 120 people by the way that's it two billion dollars for a workplace that's gonna give 120 jobs that's That's gonna be the best workplace there's gonna be like massage chairs (laughs) fucking sleeping pods and uh, icy machines at every corner it'll be the best i don't know i I'll love this there. state i like living here i like low cost living and having a job that gives me good money but sometimes the decisions that are made by people that i can't really like 
don't have a decision yeah. on whether they're actually in power, don't make any fucking. We're still really red, but my hope is that in the next like twelve, like the next three election cycles, I think I think we can turn. I think that state is going to turn. At least, it's going to at least turn purple. I don't want us Ooh. to turn blue. I don't want Arizona to be a democratic state because then I won't be able to own any fucking. No, guns. but I think I think that is so ingrained in the state. I feel like that'll <laughs> never. Better well, are there any states where you can't own guns? I mean, it's the second. Uh, Amendment everyone right. tries to. But there's California, no state where it's you can own like really no guns. New York, Chicago, specifically Chicago, less Illinois. the The problem is in in Arizona, you don't need a permit that you have to continuously pay for annually to get a gun. You don't need. Like, it's a shell-issue state, so if you go in and ask for a CCW, as long as you've done the prerequisites for it, you get it. Like, there are a lot of states that don't do that. I don't have to have a 10-round magazine in my fucking defensive handgun, right? For no reason. Just because people are afraid of a gun that has no statistical importance in crime whatsoever. Like, I don't know. I don't... We're, we're close enough to California, and Bloomberg's putting enough money into his Mayors Against Guns bullshit that I really don't want that to coalesce here in any way. Stay red. At least until I move, then do whatever you want. But <laughs> yeah, I would like to see us go more blue, but I don't have the same concerns. I'm fine. Well, I'm fine with going rights. blue as long as people leave my fucking Second Amendment. I feel like, and I feel like in Arizona, like I think that's so ingrained. I don't think that's ever getting out of the state. That's the same yeah. thing with like Texas. You'll Fingers never change. You'll that's never why change. you said purple because that's why I said purple. It's yeah. be more purple than it is. Yeah, I'd I'd be fine being in the... an independent state. Right, the first independent. Well, it's truly. Yeah, well, we've we've always been that way. Like Arizona's always the first person to say, like, no federal government, fuck you, we're gonna do whatever yeah. we want. This is the wild west. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I think we, could, I think in three elections, this could be like a considered a swing state. You know, wow. That so we'll nice? get all the attention, all the electoral college yeah. votes. We, I mean, with the way our. It used to be like, oh, like, whatever, Electoral College for Arizona was, like, six. I think we're up to, like, 14 now votes. Just, like, it'll increase, because based on population. Yep. So. Which it should just be based on popular vote. Yeah. But it's still, <laughs> it's, it's still growing. Our population is still growing. So I can see in the next census that we are going to get more Electoral College votes. So we'll just become more and more important as our state gets bigger. So. Good. Go John McCain. Red the dead. Zigmail, Arizona. <laughs> what? I, you know, I, so I don't know if you've heard, but the ATF has just capriciously decided to ban, like, the most used 5.56 ammunition. They've given it an exemption for 30 years, and now they're just saying, oh, it's APMO. You're not allowed to own that. Except for, and their argument is, oh, you know, you can use it to get through police body armor. Any gun that I have in my safe can get through police body armor. Can it? Any any center fire rifle that I have in there, anything that my Mosin, my AK, anything will go straight through a their shitty vest or whatever. Well, because they don't have bulletproof vests, their vests are made to to defend against handguns. Yeah, but the ATF has just spuriously decided, in our infinite wisdom, this exemption that we've given to this very like one individual, but also the cheapest and most used ammunition for AR-15s in the nation. It's not exempt anymore. It's been exempt for 30 years. Interesting. Uh, I just... So that's going to make ammunition but, costs go Well, sure. no, because there's you can still get other 5.56 five, rounds, but it's like you get M855 for like 20 cents a round, and then the next cheapest is like 40. So they're basically just like, oh, this thing that has a legitimate and long-standing sportsman's purpose? Fuck that. You, don't, you guys don't get to have that anymore. Why? Man, I just felt like it was time to screw more gun people again. The reason I'm bringing this up is because I 
sent a letter to McCain to flake. Did you? Did you write it yourself or did you go ATM? one of those websites well, where it's I, like... Well, I took a template off of Reddit and then put some of my own stuff in. Yeah. Look at you. Political, Political activist, activist Waldo. Waldo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but now I get... I don't know what happened, but I'm now signed up for the McCain report. <laughs> <laughs> so I get a fucking email from John McCain's like office every month. He like gets like, your he gets your letter. And he's the like, that we're doing we're fighting against Obama. Fuck that guy!" And I'm just like, "Oh my god!" He like what gets, have I got myself into? He like gets your letter, and instead of reading, he's like, "Oh, another fan. Please put him on the new letter, yeah. <laughs> the news list." Yeah. So, Waldo well, well, goes to Washington. It's the next step. Huh? Waldo goes to Washington. It's the next I have, step. I have Political honestly, lobbyist Waldo, dude. I, can I have see it. considered like going into politics a lot because I feel like it would be fun to do and just a challenge. And you get paid to do nothing, so yeah, you don't get paid that much though if you're a state level politician. But yeah, if, like yeah, I would have to become gotta, rich first. That's and then the thing is, most politicians you need to be rich first. So that way you can do nothing and still survive, right? Because <laughs> yeah. you are doing nothing. And... It's not like the old days where you have presidents going bankrupt and shit. <laughs> like if you're not rich before becoming a politician, you're fucked. Did you guys ever hear about that 19-year-old kid that ran for mayor? He no. like he I, was, think it's, it was I think so. Years ago, it was uh, it was probably like back in 2008, but he ran for mayor of I think it was mayor of Phoenix, and like he was just a kid. He was 19. He was super interested in politics, so he like got a little bit of money together and just like broke his back going out and like talking to people, and he Caught got like thing. yeah, he got like 10 percent of the votes or something. <laughs> but you know, he he took a stab at it. I feel like it'd be really hard to get into. But it's like I said, you need a lot of money because you have to be able to reach people. And then, you know, you have to be able to reach voters specifically, so old people yeah. and a few young people. I think I would, I'd vote for you. I just feel <laughs> like, here's my platforms. No state religion. And then have fun. You'll never be elected. <laughs> you had the weird thing. Higher education a, first. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> the weird thing about being a politician is you have be religious as a politician like there's never I feel been... like I could get away with you don't have to be religious but you have you have you have exactly you can't it's not that you can't be religious you can't be non-religious yeah you can't they'll bring it up they bring it up to you and and then you you and you say you're you know you whatever. Like, I don't yeah. think that's pertinent to the conversation I'm running for office not for the clergy and then on to the next and then thing. Fox News is like Addison Waldo doesn't think it's pertinent to the conversation <laughs> and then I'll be told totally are you fine. telling us that the the Catholics weren't pertinent to the the inquisition like, no, their problem was they were directly, overtly <laughs> pertinent to the Inquisition conversation. I think I think all of the the logical fallacies in politics would just enrage you to, to no end. Well, it, it would be like so fun, though, to be the one people. guy who just, like, stands firm against the stupid shit. Because the thing is, so if I was going to run for office, I, my expectation is not to win. Right? I know I'm not going to win, but I want to be the one guy at the debate where the moderator's like, hmm, there's some religious bill up for consideration in the legislature and I'll just be like don't fucking care on to the next one <laughs> everyone else is like well it, it's important I'll be like no it's not separation church state motherfucker on to the next one <laughs> yeah I, I just try to be dis- as disruptive as possible <laughs> see I thought about doing that too like I thought about about being a politician because I'm just like I feel like I know what our gener- generally what our generation wants so I could just run on that platform but our generation doesn't vote so it's like, well, you know, I could like get up there and be like, generation no. votes. How do you think Obama got into office? Yeah, that was the first our time generation our generation voted the fuck out of that election. Yeah. We just won't do it again ever because we're not going to have a black woman president or something. Yeah, you know? Not for another 50 years. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I thought about something like that because I was like, I feel like I could be a halfway decent politician. But yeah, 
Yeah, you know? it's unless unless if I won the lottery tomorrow, I would consider it more seriously. But what about you, Ken? Would you want to be I'd vote for first fucking Asian Ken. senator? Ken would turn this state around. Yeah, I would. We'd be rich. All of us. And I would You'd expect just a job in your office, by the way. Be in my cabinet. Just make me a congressman or something. That's one of the, one of the Secretary things. of State Waldo. One I of the like things. that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. I can see that. I get one of the things about, uh, the, so the first episode of House of Cards that I watched was that he, so Fr- Francis goes in. Right to the to that meeting with all the people in his like team like, that are putting the America Works bill together. Just fucking slams. Yeah, them. he goes and he's, and they're just like, listen, we we can do a version of what you want. He's like, I don't want a version of my vision, motherfucker. <laughs> like, he's black. Yeah, and Jimmy no, was, he was he's, he's Samuel L. Jackson them pretty much. The and then he fired the head of the Samuel guy. the White. Yes. <laughs> And Kenny was like, I don't like President Underwood. He's mean. I was like, he's a badass. That's how he should be. <laughs> and, that, and the funny thing is, I, I think people may forget this sometimes, is he is like the most Machiavellian super asshole Democrat. Yep. Well, the, the funny part about that <laughs> is a super Democrat. Yeah. He's like, man, I want to give everyone in America a job. Fuck you if you're not on my yeah. side. <laughs> <laughs> he's very like... But it's really funny too because in that episode he's he is a Democrat, but he's like fuck entitlements, cut them all on a five hundred billion dollars to give a single woman a job. Well, because he's, you know, he's trying to appeal for to both sides. He's trying to get a works program while dealing with the Republicans who won't let taxes. Yeah, so that's the problem with politics. I just wouldn't. I just don't think I'd have the patience to deal with the bullshit because I feel that's like to, to, get, to get elected to get elected you need to somehow appeal to all parties, right? And when you don't, all the other parties hate you. So it's like, you have to play that stupid game, and then once you get into power, it's like, you have to spend half your time trying to explain why you aren't doing what you said you were going to do when you were running, right? Mm-hmm. Because you had no intention of doing it in the first place, but you just said that you'd elected. And then you spend the other half of time trying to get bills passed, only to get stopped by other people who are like, well, you didn't say what you were going to do in the first place. It's like, Argh. That's why if I, if I actually elected to the office, my first statement in this office would be like, I'm not going to run again. This is my four years to do what I have to do. Tyrant time. Yeah, I was about to say I was yeah. like I would just get elected and Drop have a the hammer. I would get elected, get elected, make friends with all the generals and have a coup, and basically, <laughs> and basically yeah. just, just take over, just take over, and then I'll be like I just will have do- a four year junta. That's what I was saying. I was <laughs> like, I was like, I was like, I got ten years to do whatever you want, and then you guys can kill me afterwards. Go, and then do that. Yeah, I I just be your Doug Stamper, where someone would be like. Trying to rise up against you in the Senate, and I'll be like, "Do you want your dead children mailed to you?" I would. The or, Senate would be disbanded or personally delivered. Yeah, I would. I'll bring them in a fucking rug if I have to. But you are going to agree with Mister Zoo. I don't think you understand how serious I am. <laughs> I probably would just disband the Senate immediately. Just be like, "You guys are useless." Onward, yeah, but leave the House. That's oh no, that's the thing is in Arizona, <laughs> you don't want to do that because they're all yes men because everyone's the same party. Everyone's yeah. just like. If you are something remotely akin to what, like, we say we're going to do to our constituents... Then and then, like, is this up. possible in Arizona to do something like that? Because Sheriff Joe has been some kind of, like, nation power in Arizona for, <laughs> like, for a long I've been alive. He, somehow... He to Italy. Somehow... Yeah. He's like the Vladimir Putin of Yeah, Arizona, exactly. Like. He's got his hands on someone's, you know, crotch, and he's not letting go, so... Yeah. Squeeze them both. <laughs> you let me have my power or else. I would run... I see what I or, would do... Or he's so crazy that they're just like, oh, we don't want to touch that shit. You can have his tents, you can have his little, his little patrols as long as he doesn't deal with anything else so. like he'll shoot us with his guns has <laughs> guns <laughs> i i would run on on transparency i'd just be super transparent like i would get all connected on social media on facebook twitter so tumblr instagram there. but i would just be super transparent about all the shit that's going on all the time just 
I like you be writing that, blogs but you every day. But you, that that's this, not possible. Yeah, you shouldn't be transparent about certain things, though. Well, only while I'm running. Once I'm elected, the wall goes up, and all I do is learn whether or not Area 51 is real. That's, that's all I want to know. That's my fucking goal. That's all I want to know. I want to know all the secrets. Who killed JFK? Are there aliens? And, is Kurt uh, and was, really dead? Was 9-11 an inside job? That's all I want to know. Tell me the truth. Right, um, what's next up? Okay. On what, do we, what do we got? Um, Give me what you got. Women, you want to... Let's go with some of the stuff you put on here. I'm interested. So women should be required to apply for, apply for selective service. Which means that they have to apply for the draft, right? Well, that's what selective service is. Yeah. We're all selective servicemen. You have to be, or else you face a huge fine and possible jail time. Yep. So <laughs> They auto-enrolled me, actually. I never signed up. They auto-enrolled me, too. But they sent too. me a draft card, and they were like, here you go. They sent me the card. And Maybe because my name is, like, Asian, I didn't get one. No. There, you're on the you're on the internment camp list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on that to be watched for, can, for, can for their notice. George Takei of our generation. Yeah. So, but... Like that's true. I mean, the biggest threat to the U.S. is probably China right now. Not like not. I guess China not like physical, but just like I think the just the threat to the whole like notion of a U.S. superpower is probably China. Yeah. In terms of enemies, we've got different enemy. You know, Islamic militant groups and whatever. But in the terms entire of, Middle East, basically, and a little bit of Russia. <laughs> but in terms well, of pure I mean, the entirety of Russia and, too. In terms of pure, just like put like power in the world. I think China's the biggest threat. So. Well, now that they're shitting so much money into Africa, of course they are. They're stealing all of our investments. No. So what? So women are just being applied for essentially. Well, so it, it was more of like an opinion piece, and the only reason I put it on there was because I was reading, and it was basically like, you know, women like to give a little bit of context. Women are only now like even being considered to be allowed into combat roles in the military. Yeah, which was a big deal like two years ago. A couple of years ago, and it's supposed to be that they'll be fully integrated into frontline units by like next year or the year after or something. But I was reading this article and there was a this quote by this woman who was a defense analyst who, you know, had to chime in of course, it was like, Well, if you want to pretend that women are equitable to men in the fighting field, then of course you have to have women like apply for selective service or you should require them to and i was like what are you going to tell me that you don't think that women are equal to men in this regard <laughs> like have has history told you nothing the amazons the the russian pilots snipers were women almost exclusively at first in russia like i that speaks more gender inequality to me than anything i've ever read probably because i like the military and i like stuff about it mm-hmm. but the fact that it was also a woman saying that it was just like, yeah, women are capable of doing that. What are you, crazy? I'm like, what are you, fucking retarded? Well, women are like, they say women make the best, like you said, snipers, because they're stone-cold killers. Like, they don't, they take the emotion, it, like, oddly enough, like, when it comes to killing, like, an enemy, they take the emotion out of it. It's just a yep. weird thing. There's a girl that I work with. Uh, oh, name, my God. Her name's Brooke, and she is, so she is 31. Stone-cold killer? Yes. She's 31. She looks like she's like 15. She's one of those girls. She's exactly five feet tall, super skinny. She just looks like like a kid. But I found out she enrolled in the Army at 19, became a combat medic, and was in the Army for 11 years and served in Iraq. And, like, she just tells me the fucking craziest stories. She said that when she was in the Army, she was, they, like, she used to be, like, like super muscular because she had to lift, like, 300-pound dudes. When she was yep. in the army, to, so she told me she fucking carried dudes out of combat zones, 
like fucking operated on them in the field. And she carried an M16. She said she was a dead shot with any rifle. She never carried a sidearm because I guess in the army, uh, only officers carry sidearms for whatever reason. Mm, everyone should have a M92. She said she didn't. She didn't. She only got an M16. But that might have been because That's she was a medic. That's all I would fucking want. Yeah. Well, so when you're uh, non-combat personnel, you won't have one. Yeah. You'll have. You'll have, in fact, either a sidearm or a rifle. So, yeah. so she was a combat medic, and like this, the shit that it's like wild to me. That this young girl, like, not young, she's older than I am, but it's like, she's just like, she seems like a little girl. She's seen and done way more shit in my life, like, than I have ever done in my life. Like, seen guys die, like, been over there at the beginning of the war. Because she signed up in February, we went to, to war in March. So she went straight over there, and she told me about how she showered with her M16, because you always had to have your gun oh, on yeah. at all times. That was also how she avoided getting raped while she was in the military, she said. Like... Because, like, the sexual harassment thing was a big problem. She's like, I just, I never, she's like, I never slept with any guys while I was over there. And I had also always had my M16 on me at all times, even in the shower. Carried Good. it with me everywhere. Good for her. Yeah. That's the best way to solve the so problem. So, women can fucking be just as, I just know. as good as men in But people roles. who are in an institutional role are somehow still disbelieving that fact. It just astounds me. Yeah. It doesn't really, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, that's the thing. Like, equal rights, equal fights, right? We've talked about this before. <laughs> like... Gender equality goes across all spectrums. If you're, if you want all the same rights as men, then you fight like men, and women can, can women can fight like men. Women can fucking outfight men. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, Once you take out just pure physicality from a fight, aka having guns, like yeah, I I would rather go to war with a hundred women than a hundred yeah. men. because you know? <laughs> like, I know I can just be like, hey, kill them, and they'll just go fucking crazy. They'll yeah. just be like, Bitches Don't be crazy, them, son. take your babies. <laughs> 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 yeah, dude. I uh, I don't know. Is there? Do you think that there's anything specifically that men can do that women can't? It's just it's physically, taller. just in general. our musculature. That's really what it is. Comes down to is just like men are just like physically more able than women, and that's not to be a like a bash women thing, but just, just like the way we are taller, we are bigger, we are stronger. Works, yeah. But as I said, like if you know, in terms of like gunmanship or whatever, anything skill oriented, I don't think yeah, there's once, any way. Once you take out like what the human body can do from something men are equal to or inferior to women a lot of the so time. i mean yeah. so in that way like i can see certain things that just require a lot of physical exertion just you know why you... and that's not to say they can do it i mean she's lifting 300 pound right, dudes right. on the ground as a five foot tall woman it just depends on, it just depends yeah. on what your lower level floor is right yeah. just she may be at the floor while like another guy is you know just a bit yeah. stronger than she is so so I, I thought, like, I just, I ask, I, I grill her at work all the time. She doesn't care. I was like, can I ask you more questions about being in the army? And I just asked her all these questions about just, like, just, she has had a crazy life. She has, like, she got, she, like, got drunk and got a tattoo when she was 14 because she, like, grew up in, like, a backwater trailer park. And that's why she ended up entering the armed services because she had no prospect. And it's just like, oh, man, I kind of want to bring her on for an interview. And, like. You should write a book, dude. Yeah. I mean. What she's trying to do now? She's just hanging she's out and just trying to do, yeah. She's a server at, at Copper, and that's and and that's that's the other shitty part is like she got a GI Bill like for her time in Iraq, and I guess like the the the, uh, the VA like just like totally fucked her over in terms of getting her GI Bill. Like she didn't get the full thing, so I haven't gotten that part of the story from her. Well, but... you only get three years in the GI Bill for some fucking yeah, I, I never. So but that. I don't think she got to use all of it, or something weird happened, but. Right now she's just she just had a kid eight months ago and she's waiting tables and she's with her baby daddy, so good lord. It's it's weird to me though. That's the other thing that I think is really unfortunate. Like 
going back to American Sniper, we saw like a lot of the people who had been maimed and hurt, and even just like people like. Well, that's Kyle. the thing; it doesn't even have to be maimed or hurt. Like you come back having to experience consistent murder, and like just the entire unfairness that is war to the human psyche. Yeah, you need help, but you there's very low chance you're going to get it now because we treat yeah. veterans like such shit. And it's me; it's just like in an to me in an ideal world. Every person who, like, serves in war and is in the armed ser- services for, like, serve... I mean, they have that if you're a 20-year person in the armed services. But if, but if you see combat, like, if, if you go to war, when you retire, you should get fucking pension. You should get at least $35,000 a year for the rest of your life no, to have you some kind of life. Because then you're, like... You can't ever afford that. I'll That's... go to war for one deployment. No, oh, I got thirty-five grand now a year. I don't got to worry about anything again. No. If you're only but you war, should you should come back and you should be mandated to like deal with the mental health facility and like make sure that you're actually okay and not just some fucking time bomb that's gonna kill a hero. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? And I, I don't know, I just like she doesn't complain or anything, like she's happy like where she is, but I just feel bad for her. I mean she served she served our country for eleven years, went to Iraq, and like what has she gotten to show for it? Like nothing. She didn't get jack shit out of that whole experience. 11 years of her life, gone, almost died multiple times, and she's waiting tables at a restaurant. Well, I mean, it's unfortunate, unfortunate. but the military, like, my my, uh, cousin's husband is a Marine. He's an artillery guy. You make no money. He makes $15,000 a year for a job that requires him to be away from home six months out of the year and all this yeah. shit. Like, he makes no money. They don't pay to move him. So, like, when he moved from Pendleton to Lejeune on the other side of the country, he had to pay for that move by himself all of, like, $3,000, which 20% of his fucking income. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, and then you get they get to housing and they don't actually, like, help you at all. Like, all the benefits that are supposed to, to lure you in. To be there, and then they just shit on you afterwards. Like, ah, I'm glad that I have a civilian job where I can help the military without having to deal with any of the military shit. Because there's a lot of things that need to change before it would be like good, like universal choice for people. Yeah. Like, I would, I would love to get drafted, and I would also hate to get drafted because I know that your your life is just gonna <laughs> be shit now. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, there's no, there's no way that they, I would be willing. I mean, you're dra- being drafted is you're un- it's unwilling in like the very definition. Very definition of getting drafted is you're being forced against your will to go to war. But yeah. I've already said I'd go to Canada or Japan. I would shoot you. You have fucking. I will. I will. I'll be in my unit in California or something. I'll see your plane flying to Japan. Just saying, and there's at this uh, unless we're at like World War Three. I like well, Japan. Sorry, just, I just like I don't know. I like how Japan was on that list. Like, oh, Canada, I can cross the border. Like, you think you just gonna, like, just just gonna go to Japan? Japan. Gotta go to Ninpo. So here's the thing: you would get deported from there within six months. Unless you got a job. The only time that we're going to have the draft be reinstituted is during a world war. It's not like oh, it's it's the war with the Middle East again. <sighs> we need more people. No, we've got all we need. But when it's like, oh my god, Russian and Chinese ships are sailing across the Great Pacific to destroy us. <laughs> it's like, yeah, well, it's, you know, maybe you should just pick up a rifle and pop some shots off. Yeah. yeah. I might consider going into a submarine, though, then join the Navy. I don't know if I could handle the, the, like, claustrophobia, but I've always thought submarines were super interesting. You can, 
Man, a lot of money working on a submarine too. Yeah. That's one of the better paid jobs in the Navy, actually. They came, they came into our 120. I don't know if they did this for you, but they're like, hey, if you become like a nuclear engineer, you make like 80 grand a year. Just got to be on a submarine for six months out of the year or whatever. I was like, hmm. <laughs> 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 I'm not here. I, uh, I would just probably sign up for the Air Force and be a communications guy and put my computer programming skills to use. Or I'd just be like, hey, CIA. I know I said I I would go to Canada if you ever raised the draft, but you know could help you out. Cyber terrorism. That's my thing. Is I just fucking. I would just go find Uncle God. Ming and see what he did. For me. I will. <laughs> You've got a safety net. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's I'm fighting America's war. You better fucking believe it. I'm gonna take my guns, find four people, go with me, and I'm heading home for us. What's this black site in Chicago? So it's called like Hodak. What home, is the home on square home on square and basically it's where the police take you when they don't want to actually register you in any booking site or anything so like people don't know if you're there if you are sent there but it's usually it's held for like terrorists air quotes but they use it for anyone like oh you're like just some random Mugger off the street. You're going to this black site. We're gonna so basically an internment camp. We're gonna beat a confession out of you. Guantanamo Bay in Chicago. It basically Guantanamo Chicago. Home That's square. the problem. And there's people have died there from the interrogation. <laughs> but there, no one's being held accountable. You ask anyone, no, that place doesn't exist. Yeah, it does. It's right there. I've been there. You know, <laughs> like, but you're there. Uh, you're not allowed to have a lawyer. Like any of your rights that you have, you don't get read your Miranda rights when you're taken there. You're taken there, and only if you don't cooperate. You're taken care of in a negative way. And then Where did you read about this? I was just reading about it on USA Today. Like, there's a guy, if you look up the NATO 3, I think it's called, who are these guys who are, like, going to firebomb a NATO summit or something that was in Chicago. One of those dudes got arrested and taken to home on square. He was allowed to have an out, a lawyer for, like, 24 hours. They had him chained his hands to his feet on a bench for 17 hours. Well, they're just like, oh, we're processing you still. <laughs> but his lawyer couldn't find him. His lawyer called every police department in the greater Chicago area, and no one's like, I don't, who is that? They're not in our system. And then one guy's like, oh, you might want to try this fucking scary-ass CIA black site bullshit place that's at home on square, and he goes there, they won't let him in. Like, <laughs> wow. And it's it's sad to see, like, the artifacts of a post-9-11 mentality existing like encroaching onto the the civilian process in America, right? If you're gonna have a black site in another country, that's fine, to to me personally. Like you need a place to deal with terrorists, you need to get information out of them, torture, whatever. I don't give a shit as long as it yields valuable intel. That's fine with me. But when you're doing it to civilians at home, who <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like, what? Where's the line there? And it's all, I mean, you, you read description of the place, it's like, yeah, we've got this big cage that we just throw everyone behind. It's literally, they have a room, it's kind of like this, and they just put a chain link fence in front of it and bolt it to the walls. And you're back there now, you're just in a fucking cage. What do you have to do to get thrown in there? Uh, ranges from nothing to terrorism, so. <laughs> it's a pretty wide range. Yeah. It's, go read about it. I mean, I, I, the article didn't go very much in depth, so I don't have much to say other than the fact that if, if one exists, you better fucking believe that more do. I wouldn't be surprised if we had one the way Sheriff Joe fucking <laughs> treats There's like Ten City and there's like Homeland Square Ten City, you know. I wouldn't be surprised. You go out in the, the desert, desert, never appear desert again. in some ways and you just see like a hut, but you go in and it's got a super high tech elevator that goes underground and all this. Like, 
the deep black site. Yeah, just the fact that that, sh- that that kind of mentality has pervaded the police force in America is kind of. I mean, it's already air quotes bad enough with them getting free equipment from the Pentagon, right? Like, obviously, I don't think that uh, police need an MRAP. Like, <laughs> I don't know that they're going to be facing down any IEDs anytime soon. Yeah. But if it's free, then take it. You know, it's a SWAT vehicle. It's making sure that some guy can't start a fire at a house, lure some firefighters there, and kill them kind of thing, you know? Be safe. But once you start, you know, waterboarding people behind a fucking chain link fence in a, <laughs> in a black site, then you've got some serious problems. Anything you want to put in, into politics or economics, Tim, before we move on to the geek news? That's about it for me. Mm-hmm. All right. Leonard Nimoy died. He did. And I'm, we're all really sad, except for Addison, who doesn't care, because he has no soul. I'm, I mean, it's, it's like... it's, it's like, like de- I'm sad he's dead. I don't want any human being to die, but... It's just degrees of sadness. I feel like you are really sad, and I am sort of sad, really and sad. Addison is man. So he died uh, Friday... Uh, had obstructive pulmonary disease. Mm-hmm. Or something. He was a lot older than I thought. He was 83. 83. Yeah, I was, for some reason in my mind, I don't know why, like, him and Shatner in my mind were, like, 60. Yeah. So when I thought he died, well, I was... they're rich, so I was like, oh, I was, like, shocked. And I was like, oh, man, he died pretty... I mean, I feel like now in 60s, he's He died at, like, the normal age. Yeah, now, once, you, once you hear he's he died at 83, to be dead. you're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, okay, that's that's actually a pretty... Like, once you get past, like, 70, it's like, all bets are off. I feel like he could have gone another 10. And I would, I feel like it's still too soon. I mean, you know, I know he's 83. 83 is a, uh, but that scares me because that means I've only got like 60 years left. So you've only got three times your life that you've already lived left. Yeah. Like, time goes fast. We'll be vulnerable by the time we get that old. Oh, so we'll be able to put your soul into a dragoon. So no, I just want a satellite, dude. Don't <laughs> you float around the earth? I want it like to be. Bebop. I want to be a satellite that's connected permanently to the internet, so I can just read all of Wikipedia for the rest for of the rest. Rest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, uh, I it's really sad though. I mean, I never. I I've watched some of the older Star Trek movies, um, like Rathacon, uh, like the first two. I watched. I watched a little bit of the old Star Trek series. It's it's tough to get through because it's old. From well, the that's 60s. that's the thing for me is like. I did watch Star Trek growing up a little bit. Not like a ton, but like when it was on TV and you get home from school at like two and it's on. And, but I was and always. Pokemon hadn't started yet. I was always so. watching Next Generation with like Captain Picard, Picard. and like. See, my I've mom always been made a Picard me watch Star so, Trek. So because of that, like I've always, if I weren't identified with like Star Trek stuff, it'd always be with Next Generation. Patrick Stewart. And I've actually never really like watched the old ones. So I, to be honest, like I have. And, like, it sucks that he died, but I guess I have no real, like... No skin in the game. Oh, Nimoy died. I watched him growing up as a kid. It's like, eh, I know he's Spock, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean, he'll... I think he... I think it sucks, and he is a geek icon, but I think he's a geek icon for, like, a generation or two before us. Like, he, he had no... Now. He didn't have any huge relevance in our lives growing up, though. I mean, to be honest, though, all the people that, like, from that show, I'd probably almost say, like, George Takei is, like... Yeah, well, he's, more, he's like, turned himself into the most, like, like poignant character and person he has, yeah. to he's, come from that Yeah, generation. he's kind of played more of a role in, like, being a geek, you know, yeah. community member. But just, like, seeing, you know, his, like, cameo, like, you know, cameos and shows, cameos in, like, Star Trek series. I don't know. It's just, to me, it's it's a sad day when you have someone who is that important to geekdom in general. And not, maybe not to our specific brand of geekdom. But it's you know, not, I mean, the, the Trekkies, but like the Trekkie, the Trekkies are going to be mourning for 
for years. Like, <laughs> like a cool, ten year mourning cycle fucking space funeral. Yeah. The day that Stanley dies will be the day that you oh, like Jesus. will go berserk. I'll cry. I won't. Not I not not you. I guys. I'm talking too, No, I'm talking Stan about Lee's... I'm cry. Just the way like I was thinking like if Steve is this Stan sad about Lee's Leonard also that old is, so. if, if, that's what I'm saying. I'm like if Steve is this sad about Leonard like Leonard Nimoy, like I'm, I was sitting here I was like, I wonder how else Steve would deal with Stanley dying. When Stanley not goes, well. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a not, wreck. It's not gonna be well. unfortunate. Because well. I just because I mean for that that is really like Spider Man's one of my favorite superheroes. And just like all of the characters Stanley created he didn't, such he didn't draw Spider Man. He though. created Spider Man. Created Spider Man. He wrote it. He Alright, whatever. Well, I mean, he wrote it. He created the character. He came up with the whole idea, and, and Steve Ditko was the, the guy who drew it. So that's the guy that I would care about dying, then. Wow. He's I, the guy who made Spider-Man come to life. You could have read a book about Spider-Man, and it would have been totally dumb, but then someone draws it, and now it's radical. Yeah. And it's complicated. But it still had, someone had to come up with that idea and that, okay. that vision. They both did together. No. But Stanley's <laughs> the one who got all the, who got all the credit, yep. so... I don't know. I mean, I think he's I, a good I think, guy. Well, I think steal your beating heart because Stan Lee's a thousand years old. <laughs> he looks he's a thousand a, years he's old. He's a time lord, dude. He's He'll at the cusp forever. of the next cycle where he he dies, his soul goes into the phylactery and chooses a fetus to be born again. Yeah, you know? pretty much. Like, when, yeah, when he goes, I'm going to be, I'm, I'll be pretty upset. But I've yeah, already had sad. my heroes die. Who? Michael Jackson. <laughs> I remember how bad, how big you were into Michael Jackson when we were in high school. I don't know why either. It's yeah, just a lot but of you fun. loved him. You had a Michael Jackson style jacket, didn't you? It was like I red. Did not Joe had that. Oh, okay. I thought I remember you wearing one. So, rest in peace, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, you lived long and you prospered, and you will be missed. Um, Pebble launches a new Kickstarter. Did you guys ever I check know, out the Pebble. Pebble? Is that the watch? Pebble was the first my, smartwatch. My one of my coworkers had. Yeah, so Pebble was the first smartwatch before Apple ever started building smartwatches. I think smartwatches are Pebble stupid. Game. Yeah, I have no respect for that. Genre. Yeah, I, I, I could never afford one. So well, I'm it just seems the problem with the smartwatches. Everything hearing about the, I don't know. I guess most of the smartwatches I've seen, it's like, hey, we're basically just another oh, screen for your, for your phone. phone. Yeah. yeah. So but you know, you don't have to reach into your pocket. You just have to look at your watch. Then what the fuck is the point? Yeah, why do you have a phone then? To connect with your watch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So they so they're watching. Uh, they launched a new Kickstarter called Pebble Time, which is uh, essentially their answer to Apple's uh, entry into the smartwatch market. Um, it's like full color. All this stuff has all these new features, and they got five million dollars in their first day. Good. I and hope they beat the shit out of Apple. They asked for five hundred thousand. That's a hell of five million in their first day. They still have thirty one days to go, so they're going to get a shitload of money for this. And, and yeah, like but said, even even that's not. I mean, that's not enough to do anything. What five million dollars against Apple? I can do a lot with five million dollars against Apple. Well, but they'll but they'll they're going to make more than enough to continue doing what they're doing. Yeah, they'll building. continue what they're they doing. They R and D with that money. Yeah, yeah. pay R and D and pay their pay the people that work at the company. It just seems like God. I, I wish just, I worked for Pebble. Apple uh, why? Have just, I fucking bought Pebble. They should have. Yeah, maybe they tried and Pebble yeah, themselves. Maybe, them I'm maybe just, Pebble was really dumb because they could have Apple would have bought it for like a billion dollars. Personally, I just don't think that. I I don't think anyone wants a smartwatch. Well, that's yeah, the thing. No, is Apple, that now do. that Apple has one, people are going to because I'm, it's I'm, Apple I'm interested to see it. I don't think so. I think that well, this will I be... I hope that you're right. I think this will be a fad for Fuck like... Because I think that they're trying to find new ways like to deviate. Because like, obviously the... Well, their shit's failing now. Well, it's not like this shit's failing. They're doing well. It's just that right now they're you're at the point where the market is just saturated. At all time low, iPod Touch is yeah, might, but they're still but they're still they're still making money. Yeah, so that's they're still making money. But what I'm saying is they don't have any 
new creativity anymore. Right, that's right. Not the same no, and I, phone I, that's getting bigger. Right, and, and, and I and I and I understand that. So I understand the need for more than new product. I just don't think a watch to me is that. Yeah, give me a scouter. That's what yeah, I'm saying. That's what scouter. I want. I, I was kind of car levels over nine thousand. I was interested to see where Google Glass is going and. It's not really. Yeah, it's not going anywhere. Well, it's because all the it, they they were unfortunate enough to release it right when like the surveillance shit was in full swing, right? All the NSA criticism and stuff. So people were like, "You're watching me. The NSA's going to get that video." Blah, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking stupid. Like if they came out with that right now, people would be like, "Oh shit, man, that's like a totally new way to interface with technology that's like feels very stagnant and." The interface is getting kind of old. It's just touching the fucking screen. Like, now I just look at shit and like, oh, record this. Ooh. It's also way too expensive. Yeah, I mean, well, well but I mean, that comes that, with time. That's that also developer yeah. copies that they were giving out. Yeah. It's for the enthusiast people who are like, can I actually come up with an idea for this this hardware? I mean, I think that honestly, the next step would just be to take your phone, or not even a phone, but. Give me a wrist mounted. I just need something to start aggregating all my items now. Like, we're at the point where, like, the I've got the internet. And phone and communication on my phone now give me like access to my house credit cards. I'm like, oh, just one stop shop. And I know well, like that's why we there's the that. there's the worry about you know oh if it gets hacked or whatever. But like you know I, I I start I want you know like start my car with my phone. I want to drive to work use my phone or whatever implement is just you know instead of the phone it can be thing inside my wrist. That's you know? what I want. I want scan the, the door, old, like... walk inside. <laughs> The, uh, predator bomb. Yeah. Up on the my fallout thing. What are they called? The pit boy. The pit boy. Yeah. Yeah. When I get on my computer, like I just scan my thing. Like I just start start centralizing everything into just one eye. So That's you're what saying give give the Sto- Tony Stark laboratory to the world, basically, right? Wow. <laughs> it's just it doesn't have to be like user. Like a supercomputer comes up from a table. Doesn't have to be supercomputer. Or... I just it's more of an access thing. Anything like want my locks this way. Like I know you know. There's always going to be that, like, well, if, you know, someone hacks it and they have access to everything in your life. But I'm just, just give me ease. To ease the smartwatch is the first step towards that. Though. I don't think. I don't think so. So, like, what you're talking I about? The smartwatch. The smartwatch smart is, is another. So the smartwatch is just another, another, like HD, like HUD, basically for your phone. That it has no. It, well, what you're talking about is faster access, right? You're talking about I want it all on my arm so I can just like scan my wrist when I'm yeah, going to work. Yeah, but your phone's not your smartwatch isn't going to be able to yet, do that. But it's the first step. Well, why not just use the phone instead of the watch? Yeah, there's no you, reason not to. You, well, why don't you just use your phone instead of your watch? Because the technology. No, I do use my I do use my phone instead of my watch. I'm saying I'm fine with having everything on my phone. I just want one single item. It could be on my wrist. It can be on my chest. It can be on my head. I just want one. I just want one. I want open. Because the thing with the watch is, I have the watch, I can use the watch for certain functions, and then for other functions, I have to pull up the phone. So I'm still carrying two items on my body. If I could put the phone at home, maybe the watch is more useful. If I could... Yeah, just from a form factor. For from sure. a form factor standpoint, but because... Even though everyone's going for bigger screens yeah, now. Yeah, but because I need... You want a tiny one on your wrist? But because I need this to have... I would need to keep this po- phone in my pocket and have the watch. And if my phone isn't in my pocket, the watch is useless. Because of that, I'm just it, to me, it's just dead weight. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to buy one. Although I did find when Pebble first came out, I thought it was really interesting. I just never had the money to buy it. And if I had the money, I may pick one of these up. Although they're all sold out. Like first ten thousand, they're sold out. They were hundred. They're hundred sixty dollars each. Like, what does it we'll do? What is? What fact. really does it do? Nothing. That your phone doesn't. No, it's just do. easier access to your phone. Like it's how? Just, so like, if I want to call someone, there's a button on your phone that you can get. You just like you, press. You can just press a button and scroll through all your contacts. So scroll through all. So scroll through all the contacts on that screen. Or even just be like, call and then you Addison press call, Waldo. and then you're like, oh shit. 
Well, no, it has voice, like, it'll come, like, it's, like... So, like, you'll be, so you'll be like this? Yeah. You'll be like this? Well, you have a Bluetooth. Well, it'll be like... It'll... So, a third thing that you have to fucking have to make the simplest form of a phone work. Yeah. What? Or, like, how, how do you text on it? Mm-hmm. Poorly. <laughs> With voice. <laughs> like, I don't trust voice commands. Texting. I don't know. I, I Have you tried texting using sure voice? I'm more accurate than your fingers, Kenneth. Uh, well, uh, so, you treat in, it, all, I, in all fairness, <laughs> I'm sorry to say, your typo rate is that's like... That's fine. I agree. That's because time. I don't care. But honestly, like, I've tried... I went through a stretch where I was like, right, I want to try having Siri do everything. Well, yeah, the, she well, sucks. Even, even yeah. the, sucks. the yeah. dic- diction dictation thing that you could do with the text now. Even right? just you could be even, like, even hey, the, put this in my text. Even it's the like, even the startup process, like the just the text. So you pull up Siri and you go text Steve Shackelford. Okay, what do you want to say to Steve Shackelford? Fuck you, Siri. You are really. I'm not sure what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Siri, you're really bad at voice to text. <laughs> Hold on, let me just... Siri, you're really bad at voice to text. Would you like to send, cancel, review, or change it? Send. Send. Wait, what was my message in the first? I served, I saw Boise in there. Who knows? <laughs> Who shall I text? Steve Shackleford. <laughs> See how wonderful this technology is? Yeah. I don't know. God damn it, Sarah, I hate you. you got to make it better. <laughs> yes, but why Why is making it better? Like, let's take this technology that's on a really powerful machine, let's put it in something that's really small that's nowhere near as powerful. Long story that's short, move we forward. just try to have Siri, try to send a message to, Siri, uh, to Steve through Siri. It still hasn't sent. She doesn't know what's going on. Even if it had worked, the whole process of like, who do you, you want to send it to? What do you want to do? Steve. Boop, boop, boop. Oh, <laughs> you want to send it to Steve? I couldn't make that link instantly? That's what you need if you're yeah. going to make that work. So. And really, it, it sh- you shouldn't even be sending fucking text messages anyways. You should just be able to be like, hey, Steve. Okay, I sent my voice message. Somehow through all of that, it got... What you can do. Now. It got, send me what my message said, what's up with the in their nose. That's literally what it, it <laughs> captured through that entire process. I'm having a bit of trouble here. Can you please try that again? Fuck you. Turn it off. <laughs> Turn it off. Um, so until... Yeah. so. So until so, even the voice is good enough, I mean, can you imagine how to oh my god, and I would just pull up my phone. <laughs> I want, you know, now, want. now my watch has like a hologram keyboard that pops up that I yes. get like, maybe, sure. <laughs> or it's basically just like a, one of those like Tony Stark like HUDs that pops yeah. up and well, it has see, like, the perfect thing is, like they're hologram. working on one of those at ASU, the flexible arm computers. Like, they have flexible screens. It's literally just like a Mega Man Buster cannon you pull on your arm. You're like, I got a full computer here. That's what I want. I want the thing from her, the the small personal OS yeah. style thing with the with the wireless her. Bluetooth headphones. Do you remember the movie Her with Joaquin Phoenix? That was actually a good movie. Really good. I, I actually liked it. it. It's a good date night movie. But well, he, if it's you a listen romantic to... movie, I'm not going to watch it. It's weirdly romantic. He falls in love with his, with his computer. Oh, I've heard it's of it. It's like that. your I've dream. I've never seen it. And the voice is got you. I don't want to fall in love with I just want to be one. <laughs> but basically, like, in Scott that, the, voice. one of the coolest things is he has Bluetooth headphones, but they're like, so I have Bluetooth headphones now. I bought them a few weeks ago. and But they have, like, this wire that's connecting them because there's just still too much technology. It's not small enough. But his were literally these tiny little things. They're just earbuds. Pop one on either side, no uh, no wires, and they work perfectly. You can just be like, read my emails, and it's like, here are your emails, blah, 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 blah. It's like, search for, like, ostrich porn, and it's like, here's the ostrich porn. Well, yeah. No! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the OS is smart enough to be, like, if, like, 
Scarlett Johansson in that movie and basically be like the perfect OS. And yeah, then the voice recognition will be fine. Then if I can go, hey, let me find this out. And it goes, here you go. And I'm effectively talking to a person computer, then of course voice is going to work. But for now, it's too slow. It's too inaccurate. Like, you can't do it with three people around, like, while someone else is talking, unless you're like, somehow puppet so I can only hear your voice, you know? Like, it's just not there yet. And so instead of working on that technology, no. Fucking watch. Let's do that. That's the way forward. No, it's not. Not to mention, I actually think the, the percentage of people that wear watches is actually not as high as you would think. 33% roughly. Well, I <laughs> I wear one, but mine, the battery on mine is dead, and I haven't been able to get it fixed. I'm, I'm a, big, my, I'm a I wear, big watch guy. but I, I wear my watch to work. but Yeah. I'm I, a, wear I wear watch. watches all the time. The thing is, I never use, even when I'm at work, I never use my watch for time. I only use it because it's, it's a compass. So, it's solely I solely I use my watch solely for looks because everyone else in my building like wears has a watch. watch. That's not. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I, I mean I love watches. I think watches are important for every man. Every man should have a good well, watch. We know this. It's a good style, and if you find a watch, that well, has well, it's one of the few. It's one of the few accessories and... for men, and I agree with that. But so a like women, you know, probably won't be in this market as heavily. I'm not saying there won't be women that have smart watches, but I feel like. Watches are primarily a male-driven, you know, sale. Commodity. Commodity, so. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, I hate the watches, so. Yeah, fuck I watch. So, did you, I know Addison and I watched this, did you watch that super gritty Power Rangers reboot that oh, they did? God. That is the coolest <laughs> I had, shit I had ever. meant to, and I actually didn't that get it. It has, like, James Vanderbeek and the chick from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Is it, like, a real, like, it's a, it's a it's live a, action? It's a 15-minute li- live-action short film done by this guy, um, Ari Shankar, I think. Shamalamala? No. 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 Better than him. <laughs> it's some a, guy. Yeah. And he's, like, he's in cinema. He did a 15-minute um, live-action short, like, reboot of the Power Rangers, and it's, like, a super gritty reboot, and it is so cool. I will say it's it cool so and cool. dumb at the same time, because why are they on the ground just randomly shooting assault rifles in the air? Yeah, that didn't make much like, sense. And <laughs> Power not, Rangers it's not, assault it's rifle? It's not even just assault rifles. They, they are using, like, Master Chief Halo assault rifles. And they're just, like, running on the ground, and there's, like, two Zords fighting in the background, but they're just shooting into the sky. What are you actually doing, you know? Yeah. I'll show, I'll show you just the beginning of it. Well, so no, not on like, here. It's no, we can, like I can, shit. I can Look do it at later. it later. It's fine. But, but it is, like, like, the Green Ranger, how he they did his armor that he wears. It's, like, glowing holographic <laughs> power armor. It just looked so cool. Well, and then you see the Zords fighting in the... Oh, come on. <laughs> like, one gets his armor Yeah, out. yeah. Oh, it just looks well, and it's, fucking it's, cool. It's really cool. And it's... Of course, it's going to happen now, but, like, a lot of things are getting that treatment, right? We saw that DBZ trailer. Like, people who are very passionate about those stupid things from the youth, but also have, like, huge amounts of skill in cinema and, like, yeah. shooting and stuff are going crazy like there's the dbc there's power rangers uh there's uh naruto stuff i've seen live action that's like looks fucking legit really (laughs) yeah like oh man yeah this thing was like i mean it's just it's really cool like the black ranger is apparently like (laughs) an insane (laughs) adrenaline junkie who like signed up for like to be work with some empire but yeah like first the after, robot empire. well at first after he like gets out of being a ranger like after the war is over whatever he be, he makes like hip hop beats hip-hop, videos <laughs> hip hop keto yeah hip hop keto videos and makes like a million dollars and then just does a bunch of cocaine and sleeps with hookers and then there's like but this, he's also super talented fighting like yeah. it shows you the hip hop keto videos where he's just doing these stupid dances 
And then he's got one of those sticks with the poles that come out of it. Yeah. He's like, he's like ah! <laughs> and then he like he gets sent in to like to get to sent into North, North Korea, Korea. <laughs> and it's just him. He lands and like he he's like he, he bursts just, through the top of like a mountain. Yeah, and, lands, <laughs> and then he's like his his helmet's like <laughs> like it like folds back behind his head. He's like, give me the general, and and some of you will live. And there's like this super trendy North Korean walks out. He's like, oh, you're the Black Ranger. I like your videos. <laughs> and, fighting, and he throws his helmet at the guy, and just like and then it like bounces back and spins back onto his head, and then he just starts beating the shit out of people and just like murders people, like literally. Just, well, he's like, like stabs a dude in the neck with a knife yeah. and then throws it at someone. Oh, else. so cool, <laughs> so cool. Oh, I want that. I want a real. Give me a full length version of that. It'll be the bomb. So good. <sighs> I wish that they would do more. Like my ideal, because of the the way that games look now, especially like people who put a lot of money into fantasy or sci fi games, they look so fucking movie ready, right? Yeah. Like you could get the people who did Metal Gear Solid to make a legit actual movie instead of just four hours of cutscenes. Yeah. You could get the people who did The Witcher or Mass Effect or any Advanced Warfare. Yeah, like... With Kevin Spacey. You could have these such rad movies, but no one's going to do it. Yeah. So, so instead, you have to deal with a game that's six hours long and sort of, like, pretend it's a movie that you're just playing. <laughs> or wait till someone takes all the cutscenes and puts them on YouTube in one movie. Yeah, even though you, you, they did that with Halo, and I watched all, like, the... The primary collection remastered like cutscenes, and they're so disjointed. Like you know what's yeah. going on because you know the story, but you need the gameplay. It's just cool looking, right? Yeah. But a Halo movie. I mean, the the they've been trying to get a freaking live action Halo movie. Well, they've been trying. Forever. The thing is, I think they're full for for doing live action. Do CG. The CG they have for the Halo remastered collection is like you can't really tell the difference. Well, and the thing yeah. is, if you think about it, like animated movies are among the most successful movie like genre. Like it is the it is the most successful movie genre there is in terms of pure grossing money. Just anything that's been animated usually makes at least makes their money back, and usually is a triple return. Like they, Fro- need to do it. they were saying, like, I mean, Frozen was a huge hit, but like, I think Frozen grossed like a like at least a billion dollars, and I think it cost them two hundred fifty million to make. Yep. Money. They should do it. Give me that Halo movie, dude. That'll be so like the elites in those cutscenes look real. Yeah. Like you look like they. You can. It, it's one. It's one of the few times I've seen a cutscene where I see like the texture on a skin, and I'm like, I know what that feels like. Instead of just like. Patch, 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 polygon, yeah. polygon. You know, it's like you could. I feel like I reach out and be like, "Oh, you're like leathery, like a lizard." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So on the heels of that Power Ranger reboot comes uh, Robot Underdogs pilot for their Dragon Ball Z series, Light of Hope. I don't know if you saw this at all. Future Trunks Saga or whatever. Yeah, and it's like the Future Trunk. It's covering the Future Trunks Saga, and so that's a live action adaptation of Dragon Ball Z, and it looks. Really good. Like I haven't watched the whole thing yet, but the, are they Asian or are they white? They're, they're, they're mostly Asian. Mostly the Asian. androids are played by white people. Kind of don't like that. I mean, that's just me. Well, it's funny because you look at the actual. You're always gonna get that. You look at anime, story. and it's like we had this talk with the Ghost and Shell thing. But if you look at them, like they actually white look people. white. They look white. They look white. They I can't help it. They look white. They have black people, hair, yeah. but they look white. Like I'm sorry, well, guys. That's that whole so don't get all offended that like beautiful because like Goku's in there. It's just the way like anime is. They don't care about because like it's all about. You know, hair color's yellow, hair color's green, purple. You know, like, it's not really... Most anime characters don't really have, like, races. Like, they're not really, like... Well, no, that's not true, because whenever you see a black person in an anime... Okay, okay. You know, well, you know, okay, it's you know insane it's how racist the characters are. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. Dog Mr. Popo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 
Mm. <laughs> <laughs> my lips are so usually taking my entire face. My entire face, and I'm super fast. Yeah. Mr. Popo. And he's like black, black. Like well, he's, with, he's, a, with a deep, he's voice, jinx, deep voice. Like someone just took the black marker, scribbled it into three shapes, and made a character kind of yeah. black. But, but uh, that looks. I, I need to finish watching that whole thing because that was like a 15 minute web episode. I saw the whole thing. And right. so. Yeah, I mean, how my was only it? thing is it looked cool from what I saw. It looks cool and it does like an okay job, but so I'll preface this by saying no, no live action DVC is ever going to be great. And the reason for that is because you'll ne- you can't capture the speed at which these things are happening and like how big these explosions actually are, like planet destruction and all this. You can't capture that. You can try, but it just looks like they can try, which is what happens in this one. You also can't make Kamehameha look cool. When a person's doing it, it always looks dumb. Yeah. Kamehameha! (laughs) They do that in there, and I just, like, when I... Because you know exactly when Gohan's going to do it. I just put it to mute, did something else, came back when it was done, because it was so fucking stupid. Yeah. But this one does a very good job of, like... They make the flying look very good and real. Yes. They make the speed... I think if anyone's going to get as close as possible to, like instant transmission stuff they do a very good job of doing that and just the fighting you can tell that it's badly choreographed but they make it fast enough that you don't care right yeah <laughs> so it's you know it's they're gonna do it and they're gonna go through the whole saga but you also have the problem of in anime people are like overly emotional and super like serious about everything yeah. but when people are that way you laugh at them because they're stupid and that's what it says. So you see Trunks telling Gohan, like, the only thing that matters is power! But it's like a six-year-old kid who's screaming this at a 17-year-old person, and you're just like, you're dumb, I don't like you. Yeah. yeah. I can't take you seriously, but in in the in the show where Trunks says that, you're like, you're right. Fly away and go find power. Instead, this kid's like, yeah, punch a rock, and he flies away. <laughs> so, yeah. Sometimes It'll be interesting I... to see how it goes. I hope they learn and make it Build better. from it, yeah. You know. This is like with anything, but I just wish that you could have reboots. Just like I'd want to take like the best anime studios like to date, and then have them just redo certain anime. Like, oh, can you imagine God. a, Give a, me a, a remastered bones, or like dude. a or like a remastered like B Boy? You know, Bebop. 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 Sorry, not Bebop. Bebop. I, honestly, Bebop was so good. I don't think you have the to animation for Bebop was shit. What? Yeah, yes. I disagree. Except I for some of the amazing. fight scenes, it was so garbage. Like you I look love at the, the anime, actual coloring wrong, stuff. Yeah. Like I, I love Bebop. I yeah. to, but yeah. you look at the actual coloring and the way, like, a lot of times Spike's clothes are drawn and his proportions, it, look, it looks terrible. Like, you look at his shoes and it's just, like, a but giant circle and there's, yeah, like, it's, it's a blue circle, circle and they don't even draw and a, the bottom of the Yeah, and it, like, fuzzes just, out. Like, yeah. The third I don't know. I just, I thought that that was... Well, you're, you always get blinded by the stuff. I do. I will but say... I would love to see, like, a Bones version of DBC. Bones would be good. Or, like, have you, like, so... Like uh, a couple animes have come out the for for the fate. Wait, what's Day a Bones? Who have done version? the fa- Bones? Bones is a studio. Did, did uh, did Eureka 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 Seven? Seven. Oh, okay. yeah. But like, or if if you look up the fate, the fate series, it's done by it's called Ufotobe. Fate Stay Night, like that. Series. Or Fate Stay Night, or like the Fate know. Zero. Just let alone the story of that, but just look at the way they draw on their fight yeah. scenes and stuff. They'd... The detail they have and the their their budgets, their, models their budgets still... have been crazy. Their character models are still all there. No, I can agree, but like, but I'm, they they do fights really fucking well, or so. just special effects, and it's because like the 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 anime is called Unlimited Blade Blade Works. It's the Fate is like a is a video game, and it's got like routes, and like Unlimited Blade Works is one of the routes. But literally, like, if you go online, like, when this anime came out, everyone was just W like Unlimited Budget Works. 
because the amount of money they put into this anime was ridiculous and it looked really good. So yes. if you could just have someone remake that or just have them remake classic series would just be so awesome. The same See, reason the why only we... problem though is some classic series like you couldn't remake Astro Boy because Astro Boy is supposed to look Okay, it's stupid. meant to look stupid, yeah. Right? Like the Astro Boy character itself is meant to look like a retard, basically. You're just like, well, that's the way the art was back then. Yeah. <laughs> One series I would love to see remastered be Outlaw Star. Just having their, yeah. like, shit battles and stuff. I would like to see someone do an actual good animated version of fucking Gundam would be nice. I, the new, like, Gundams have looked pretty good. No? The, even the Double Zero ones? I haven't seen any Seed, of the newest Seed has the classic Seed dude where, stupid where the face, face. Where the face yeah. looks all weird. But the actual, <laughs> the actual Gundam like fights, I think, were pretty. That's good. the thing, though, is I want, I, I want still watch, someone to take I still... like G Gundam and give it the the DBZ yeah. treatment or whatever. Last you Waltz, know? I still watch like Last Waltz. And Last Waltz Gundam. is great, but it's the problem I have is it's still that that very classic and flat like '90s animation. Yeah, I want people who are going to go in and put a lot more detail and human characteristics to to the face and everything. It's not bad. It's still one of the best anime series ever, in my opinion. But I want it to be given the star of star treatments because that's the shit I grew up on. Or Robotech would be awesome, too. Like, I feel like the time is right for instead of, like, picking a random mecha series like fucking Pacific Rim or something and then making that real, give me a Gundam movie trilogy. You know, it would be insane how real that would be. Best thing is, it like, within, we saw how well Pacific Rim did, like, won 180 million worldwide, I think is what it was. Uh, it, it didn't do good. That's the problem. It, it didn't it, actually it do its money it. Back it, and then some. it paid the bills and then some, but it didn't, it wasn't blockbuster enough. That's all enough we that, need. Because well, so it looked bomb. But it, they, in order to convince them to do more of well, that, the, the problem with that is that the movies, movies, they need more money. The movies look really good, but just like Godzilla 2, I feel like, the actual stories are like pretty shitty. Well, because they're they spend all their money on effects. Or even like even in Pacific Rim, like I thought the fucking idea of having the two brain thing was just yeah. retarded. Like if you just yeah, had, like, you have one person. If you just had take Pacific Rim and just put the Gundam story in there, like that and is such a Pacific good Pacific Rim is just a shit version of G Gundam, right? Basically, <laughs> not even yeah. <laughs> like, this hand of mine, I burn red. It's loud roar tells me to grasp victory. Erupting God Finger, Domokashu, <laughs> Domon. Trying to see how much money Wikipedia, you damn gross. fool. I don't know if it made its money back or not. It did. Yeah, but I would, I would love to have like a Gundam done in live action. Yes, yes. With oh, with the good, if, I would see that good. multiple times. <laughs> I would buy it. That would be the first DVD I bought. Total more than four hundred eleven million. There's a sequel. They're working on one. Yeah. Yeah. 411. So, I mean, (laughs) that's pretty good. 190 million, you need to get a. That's double your money. Double your money, but that's. They need more, right? If they're going to make something. If they made a Gundam movie, if they made a live action Gundam movie, it would probably do good in the states but in china and japan it would fucking explode it would be <laughs> it would, the no. highest grossing movie of all time well the you, Chinese you and the Japanese we'll read five times we'll each. read wikipedia if you look at for pacific rim it says the the biggest market was china when yeah. it had 114 million dollars <laughs> well but they also had the coolest one too they were like oh triple armor my only problem with the pacific rim was like i feel like the fight scenes like the freaking Yeager's well, got big, like, slug they bestie. got beat really quick. 
Like yeah, the sucks. the fight scene. Well, with they the... they had to trash all the non important. Exactly, the U.S. Jaeger got a lot of good fights in, but the other like the Russian yeah, Jaeger, the Russian was just like, <laughs> and the <laughs> and the Chinese Jaeger just got, they got wrecked. With so the Russian Jaeger with his big O arm, <laughs> like <laughs> that'd be interesting to see. That, too. I, I want to see that show. Period. I, I haven't seen Big O in so long. long. I only watched a few. episodes. If you go back and look cool. at the drawings of Big O, like everyone's eyebrows are so ridiculous. Yeah. Well, but but Big O is also a very like. Stylized, style, yeah. Style characterized anime. Big O. I, I watched it for Big a while. O. It got really like, I didn't realize like how deep and psychological it really was. The Big O. And like you look at their fingers, everyone has claws. Yeah, they had claw fingers. I remember that. But it's it's very styling. Yeah. Like I'm okay with that. That's like my, my floor that I will take. The robots themselves are badass. Yeah. I gotta go find a place to watch that. Uh, anyways, oh, what's man. next on the docket? Looks... Big O. Big O. That is. That's it. That's all I got. You guys got anything else for today? Not really. Anything you want to hit? Anything in particular? That new uh, DBZ game. Oh, Xenoverse. Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Okay, yeah, that I almost forgot. <laughs> so, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, it came out a few weeks ago, actually. A uh, while it came ago. out, like, the other day, actually. Did it only just drop the so other I day? Thought... Maybe it was last week. Well, it was last week on. I don't know. I thought it was last week sometime. But Dragon Ball Xenoverse just came out, and Addison was messaging us about it and saying we needed to play it. So tell me what you found. It has a 9 out of 10 on Steam, by That's the way. That's the thing. It looks like, fucking rad. It's basically <laughs> like, you go into the game, A, you can be one of five races. You can be a Majin, like a Majin Buu, partial dibs. You can be a Saiyan. Steve's already going to steal that. Yeah. A human. Gohan, for life. A human. Gohan's half Saiyan half human. Well, half Saiyan half human it is. But, and but Gohan's my favorite character. You can be a Piccolo and a Mechian. Or you can be a Frieza. And Does the Frieza now, have a race? That's the thing. It's, guess what their race is called? The Frieza's? Frieza's race. <laughs> <laughs> they never gave him a name. So, so when you pick that, Lizard you're just Cole. a Frieza's race. No, I'm, I'm serious. Go on the Wikipedia. It's still called just a Frieza's race on the Dragon Ball Wiki. Oh, but, man. The whole premise is basically there's these two like time bandits. It's like Mira and like Mira Camo. and something, yeah. and they're going through time and they're giving people like they're changing the course of all the epic fights that ever happen. So like the first one, you go in and like Raditz is way more powerful than he should have been. And he's beating Piccolo Goku, but your person Trunks like time teleports you into that shard of history and you fight Raditz with Piccolo and Goku and like. And it basically just does that for everything. Like, every cool battle, you get to fight Vegeta and Nappa, you get to fight Frieza Cell, all these people. But they phrase... They you get to fight the cat dude. The cat dude. Yeah, this guy. I don't know who this dude is. That's the guy from the new movie. That's oh, the Emperor Beerus or whatever, who's like, ah, the god saying. Yeah. But they frame it as, like... A Monster Hunter style, like, you could do one-star, two-star quests and what all this. What the fuck? Yeah, that's Vegeta you, doing the pose well, for Ginyu. <laughs> Ginyu takes Vegeta's body, but yeah. you, as a player, can get those. So, like, but they're buffs for you. So, like, if you get Captain Ginyu's pose and you use it, your attack goes up. It's like having the stupid uh, bagpipes in Monster Hunter. Oh, like, yeah. But you can get, like, all the poses. The funniest thing to me, though, is for every move that you have, it uses the original character's voice instead of changing it to be the voice you chose for your character. So... I was watching the Two Angry Gamers stream, 
they were playing this game, and one of them was literally, he chose the shortest and fattest Majin that he could be, so he just <laughs> looks like a Kirby with a head <laughs> on top. And apparently they kicked ass, because he was doing really well, but like, he had he had uh, Captain Ginyu's A-pose, and he had uh, Kamehameha. But when he would do the A-pose, it was Ginyu's voice. Ginyu! <laughs> but his voice is like, yeah! You know, like a bunch of moo. And he's doing Kamehameha, and he's just Goku, like, Kamehameha! <laughs> and I'm just like, this has such potential for comedy. Yeah. And also being like a fun, because it's like playing, the actual matches are playing like Tenkaichi Budokai, but yeah. an RPG version. Like, you get gear that makes you better. You pick like, I'm going to be a fighting guy, or I'm going to be a guy who focuses mo- mostly on, like, lasers and all that. Like, it seems really fun. It's not as in-depth as I would like it to be. And a lot of it suffers from Japanese to English translation. Good. The best <laughs> kinds of translations. Well, yeah, so you'll, you'll pick up and you'll pick up items, and, you know, for some of them it's okay, like, you got a material <laughs> item. But the other times they'll say, like, you got an equip. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, thanks for that, but. Good. Yeah, it full, seems like full LP, a, dude. Full it LP. It seems like it'll be a lot of fun. It's gonna be fucking rad. We gotta do that soon. We're gonna make it happen. Frieza, Majin, and a Piccolo. Oh my That's, god, that would be the ideal team. Yeah. All right, that is. Uh, that's yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's up for this week. So follow us on. Um, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash sack incorporated. Twitter.com slash sack incorporated. Instagram. Find us at sack incorporated. And don't forget to send us emails with your thoughts and concerns and yeah, we, whatever we, we want to hear. We guys. want to hear. Any comments, any any reviews, anything yeah, you think, what well, you like, you dislike, let us know. Sackinkpodcast at gmail.com. That's sackinkpodcast at gmail.com. That's Sack Up for this week. I'm Steve. I'm Addison. And I'm Ken. Sack Up, nerds. What is up, nerds? Steve here with Sack Incorporated to remind you to follow us on the social media platforms. That's right, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us there at Sack Incorporated. Subscribe to our YouTube channel by searching for Sack Incorporated and pressing that sweet, sweet little button. And don't forget to send us emails at sackingpodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear your thoughts, your comments, questions, concerns, neuroses, and psychoses. Give us your opinion on things we've talked about previously, or give us suggestions for topics to talk about in the future. That's sackingpodcast at gmail.com.